Hallmark Sports fans. I am Danielle McCartan. Danielle at dinner time as I just finished up my mezzi rigatoni right here in the studio, of course, with mom's sauce. Duh. And uh, yeah, I'm the super utility around here, so let's get it going. I'll talk New York sports with you right up till 9 p.m. in New York City and beyond. And whatever you're doing at the moment, I appreciate you tuning into the show right now and throughout the next couple of hours, whether that be on your car radio, 660 AM, 101.9 FM, streaming from WFAN.com, or on the free Odyssey app. We've got plenty of options. And of course, we're here in the Big Apple, and Paulie Rosenberg and I are coming to you live from the Mike Francesa Legacy Studio here in Lower Manhattan. Go ahead, start dialing 877-337-6666. Taking your calls right here in this first segment. Get aboard. And today, I just am going to go out on a limb and say I have a feeling that today is going to be a very happy show today. I think. I I think. The Yankees have defeated the Kansas City Royals. They have not just defeated them, they have swept them, swept the three-game series. I'm going to check in live with uh, with the score of the Mariners in one second. Okay, we are tied 2-2, top of the fifth. Mariners, of course, going for a victory over the Toronto Blue Jays. And the Mets. The Mets have a date in Boston with the Red Sox uh, in about, I don't know, 90 minutes from now. So... Lots to get through before then. And then, of course, we have to talk about the Saquon Barkley non-deal, the non-contract with Saquon Barkley. A little bit about the Jets' camp has gotten off the ground. HBO cameras are rolling. And we're going to probably back end the show with that. Okay, so baseball at the front end, football at the back end, if that's okay with you. But coming off a Yankee game, we got to... By the way, if you're on your way home from the stadium... Call me up. I love those calls. Those are the best. But anyway, it's it's a great day in Yankee land. It, it is a great day in Yankee land. And, and the, the key to this New York Yankees team seems to be four runs. And the Yankees have actually struggled to hit that mark without Aaron Judge in the lineup. And not counting today's game. Like going into today, they averaged 3.8 runs per game without Judge in their lineup. And with him, by the way, it's 4.7. That's like a full run more with Judge in that lineup. Just him being there. And today, just now, today, the Yankees eclipsed that non-judge average. They scored eight. They won the game. And now the Yankees are 44-12 and when they've scored four or more runs this season. Like I said... Four is the magical number for this team. And in fact, I did a little math here. You know, calculus. Just kidding. In the, in, in the Royal Series, Yankees averaged six runs per game. And that even beats when Judge is in the lineup. So, you know, take that as you will. But in fact, by the way, the, the four runs, that, that four-run mark that we keep talking about, Yankees, they did it in the first inning alone. And that was the first time since May 10th. So what I'm trying to make the point of throughout this opening monologue is that the Yankees, they seem to be back on that right track. This series against the Royals, we could be talking about in a month's time from now as the get-right series for this New York Yankees team. I mean, they scored four runs in an inning for the first time since May 10th. You know, like when you have like, Dates that are like 
BC, AD, you know, BC. Uh, how about BJ, before judge, BAJ? I mean, this is, there's a lot of firsts that happened today and in this series since before judge. And you know what? The Yankees swept their first series since the Reds. It was like May 20th or something like that, May 21st, something like that. It's almost the end of July. Can you believe it, by the way? But it's the Yankees' third sweep of the season and their first and only sweep without Aaron Judge in the lineup. B-A-J. And and without and with that phrase, you know, without Aaron Judge in the lineup, I don't know, seems to have its days numbered, to be quite honest with you, because Judge, just the other day at his pro camp at Fordham in the Bronx, said, we're getting close. I'm making real great progress. No real setbacks. We're getting better every single day. We're getting closer. Cool. But also why today is a great day in Yankee land is because, besides all of that, push all of that to the side, the best news of all, Aaron Judge took real swings at 11.15 this morning. Real ones. And what they call, you know, a sim game. All right, fine. He saw 16 pitches at real speed. He swung at five of them. Out of those five, he fouled off four and just missed one. And he was in there. You saw the the, the, the Yes Network cameras. He had the little barrier thing on the top of his foot, plastic thing, whatever. Whatever whatever works, right? Uh, I'm sure they've got... Um... Oh, running backs discussed the state of position in a Zoom meeting. Running backs kicked around ideas, but no major plans emerged. Hmm, I, I'm going to look into that. Running back... Zoom meeting. I'll check that out on, on the next commercial break. Um, but uh, this this whole Aaron Judge thing, he's got to be wearing an orthotic in, in the shoe, in the cleat. I mean, he knew that he was going to be playing with, with pain, managing pain throughout the rest of the season. He knew that. He said it, and we knew. But... I was, you know, I was trying to watch his face through all the swinging that was going on earlier this morning. Just, I don't know, just to watch for like a grimace or something. That, you know what I mean? But I, I mean, I couldn't tell. But like you said, he's just gonna have to get used to playing with the pain. And you know, as long as he can live with it, work through it, it's fine. And so, underscoring all of that, all of that, is the fact that Jonathan Lewisaga. Arguably, the Yankees' best reliever. And I will, you could argue that, but I, I will say that he is their best reliever. But up for argument's sake, but Loisega was the one pitching the ball to him this morning. And and the Yankees haven't seen Loisega, who I am deeming their best reliever, since April 5th. And then he had a burnt bone spur removed in May, and he'll be back soon enough. Like, soon, soon. So, like, back to the main idea here. Look, I know, we all know, the baseball community knows, the Royals are awful. The Royals are not a good baseball team. But you can only obviously play what's in front of you on the schedule. That's it. The Royals were the next team up. The Mets are the next team up after this. And I believe this series, this, against the lowly Royals, who cares? It's fine. But I think this series is the start of the turnaround, of the push that this Yankees team has been searching for for the longest time. 
And every week I come on here, every time I'm on, I get calls. You know, we talk about how these big players, you know, minus Judge for now, but these big guys, these big veterans, they need to get going. What the hell? Where are they? What are they doing? All right. Torres, Stanton, Rizzo, DJ LeMayhew. Today, 8 for 14. A home run, two doubles, four RBI. If that doesn't scream they got going today, I mean, I don't know what else would. They, they seem to have finally answered the call. And I am starting to wonder, and I know it's still early. It is. It's been about, what, eight or nine games. But I am still or starting to wonder how much of this, how much of this, this offensive sort of output and, and, and recalibration has Sean Casey's fingerprints over all over. I mean, I don't know. And for that, I'd have to get back out to the stadium and, and ask the players specifically. But judging from afar, I think a lot. And I was curious about the hire to begin with. But, I mean, look at what, what's been going on. Stanton, six home runs in his last 15 games. He's hitting 323 over his last 15 games. And today, two for four, one strikeout, one run. Pretty good. He hit 500 today. Glaber Torres, who we have talked about already every single time I'm here, pretty much. He is the most, single most, offensively consistent New York Yankee so far this season in this lineup. And for that reason, I made an argument that he should not be traded. Maybe next year's the year. But right now, he's the most consistent guy. You better not move him. And he established on a first inning two-run home run. The longest hitting streak of his entire career, 13 games. He has been on an absolute tear since the All-Star break. Gleyber Torres, over his last seven, 321 with three home runs and six RBI. And by the way, we'll get into this after the break, but I think he's going to be fine, by the way, with the hip injury, whatever happened today. His hip tightened up. I think he's going to be fine. Then you got... I'm going in the order of most impactful. Number three, veteran number three, door number three, DJ LeMayhew. If you look at DJ LeMayhew's pre- and post-All-Star game splits, it is remarkable, honestly. His batting average, pre- and post-All-Star game, is up over 125 points. His slugging percentage is up over 160. His OPS is up over 260 points. I mean, that is remarkable. And for this one, I don't know anything about knowing anything here, but I'm going to absolutely credit the hitting coach for for tapping into something in DJ LeMayhew. Unlocking something, whether that be mechanical, physical, or, or mentally. That turnaround just does not happen all on its own. And I would be interested to get to the bottom of it. And veteran number four. Probably the best, most exciting I think, is who I saved for last. Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. After the game, Rizzo said he felt something, and he used the word different, before the game started. And that's a dangerous feeling. That's a dangerous change because Rizzo just looked different. He looked relaxed. He looked settled in. And this guy, I'm telling you, is about to go on a tear. You could see it. The smile, the little hip wiggle on second base after the first inning double. Then the home run, 
He was given the silent treatment in the dugout for. I mean, it's like the old lady in the Titanic movie. It's like, it's been 84 years. No, it's been 45 games since the last time you rounded them all. The date, May 20th. It looked like he still remembered how to do it, though. Like riding a bike. Four for four with a double today. A homer. Two RBI and three runs scored. Sounds like a Rizzo turnaround to me. And that was his first three-hit game since June 20th. Like I just said, he ended the game four for four. That was the first time since 2019. August 4th, he was still a Chicago Cub the last time Anthony Rizzo hit four baseballs in play in a game. Boone said he is, quote, in position, on time, contact point is right. I mean, this, I think the Yankees have, I mean, not the Yankees have. I think Anthony Rizzo has has awoken the beast inside. And now the Yankees have climbed, climbed, I guess, to 18 and 22 without Aaron Judge this season. They are now, as of right now, just a game and a half outside of a wild card spot. And that was the third straight game that Rizzo, LeMahieu, and Stanton recorded at least one hit in a single game. About today's win, Rizzo told Meredith on the field after the game, quote, it feels good for us, for our morale. And I am going to add, this team's about to make a run. And I think a month from now, we can look back onto this series against the, the lowly Royals. Sure. But I think we might be able to point to this season as a baseball community and say that's when they caught fire. And Boone said after the game, he said, it's it's no secret we've been struggling to come home, regroup, and get a series sweep into an off day. Look, we've got a long way to go. We feel like we have a good chance to be a really good team. We're incomplete, no question. We're excited to get those parts back. And I am arguing that he's right. The Yankees have a good chance. Imagine those four veterans really get going. I mean, they won't even have to rush Aaron Judge back at that point. The Yankees, I know it doesn't seem like it, but the Yankees are in a good position. And right now, Fangraphs has them at a 37.6% chance to make the playoffs, which I happen to think is a little too low, like a lot too low for a team that's just a game and a half out. This, I'm telling you, this is the beginning of the turnaround. And yes, the roster has its flaws. It does. I mean, Bowers, McKinney, I mean, listen, it does. But I think Peraza gave him a little shot in the arm. Volpe gave him a little shot in the arm. This team is starting to look a little different, especially with who they invited to be a a special advisor to the team. Did you see him? He was on the field today. Ha! Don't Google it. Let me come back right after this. My name is Daniel McCartney. I'll tell you what's going on with the Yankees, how they've tapped into their old winning ways, into some old resources, not by age, just, you know, by by playing career. What the heck am I talking about? 877-337-6666. I'll explain in one second. My name is Daniel McCartney right here on The Fan. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Daniel McCartney. Hanging with you till 9 p.m. And let's get right back into it. You saw Cleaver Torres left the game with what they called left hip tightness. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I'm not a doctor, uh, obviously, but uh, here's why I don't think it's a big deal. Aaron Boone said after the game that Torres told him he feels better already. 
even though Boone didn't get the trainer's report just yet. He said uh, there are no further tests scheduled either. So I think all good signs for Glaber Torres moving forward and his 13-game hitting streak. And yes, the Yankees have brought a veteran, an, an alumnus, Back into the fold. Andy Pettit is back into the fold. I was listening on the way in. John and Susan didn't know what the title would be for him. Um, from what I heard after the game, Boone wasn't asked to define Pettit's title either. Uh, you know, I guess we can assume advisor is the title here. Just advisor. I don't really know. Um, Boone said that, that Pettit is a sounding board. He's a resource. He's smart and he's excited to have him in the mix moving forward, which is great. And I just think it's just a freaking awesome move, man. Talk about a guy who knows how to win, who's been there, done that, who's had his own struggles. He was on top of the world. Then he had his struggles with trying to locate and and and, and he knows how to coach too. So, what a valuable resource Andy Pettit will be for this Yankees team moving forward as they start to, you know, Make a push in the late summer goings here as we are almost into the month of August. Oh, slow down, summer. Slow down. Yes, the Yankees completed a sweep against the Royals today. Took care of business. You can only play who's in front of you on your schedule. The big test? Oh, it's coming up all right. 877-337-6666. We got to Brooklyn. Eric, you are the leadoff caller of the day. What's up, Eric? Hey, Danielle. Okay. Uh, hold on. Uh Baltimore, Tampa, and Houston are better teams and will eliminate them, assume they're lucky to get the third wild card. That's my prediction. I just want to respectfully hear what Hal's excuse is going to be, as he did last year, blaming it on injuries, when they probably won't even make the playoffs. Well, That's just a realistic minority opinion. That's it. So. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't think I, I, I am. I think you are because I'm looking at the standards, the standings right now, and the Yankees are above the Red Sox in the wild card standings. Wait a minute! Right I just heard four, they're four games back of the third wild card. Who who said that? I heard that before. I know they were they were no even no you didn't hear that before. They, they won. So you listen, weren't so so listen, you weren't paying attention. They they are they are one and a half games back of the third wild card. All right, maybe someone made it. I heard I misheard something. The the, the, the maybe you know the, the, the post game show whatever. It's, it's possible, irrelevant, but, it's, but, but it's the bigger picture is judge. Even Waldman suggested that he may come back in the Mets series Tuesday night. I mean, if the guy can at least hit, I would have messed with him in the field. Okay, I'd That's make right. him. I put, agree with you. I put a, a Stanton in right field, yep. and you make him the DH. I yep. mean, if you're really trying to save the season, then as long as the man can hit, he took he could he. He hit off at, uh, with, with Lawazica today. He did. So that's a possibility. Either it sounds like, hey, the surgery thing, that's speculative. I mean, is that going to – but that's an after the season. He, Correct. The fact that he ominously, respectfully, Daniel, suggested that a few weeks ago, he's admitting, hey, if I can't be at full percent, <laughs> then why should I come back? But, again, I don't mean uh, – But judge, judge at – let's arguably mm. say judge at 75% is better than most oh, players course. in the that's, league. That's you the want point. that. But the ominous, again, just my my nature observers, I know this team, like the back of my hand, uh, since the 80s, with Mattingly and all of that. Oh, so all right, I'm going to go know, with yeah. and a tangent. 
And this is unfortunately, it's the way it is. Boone's not a man. I mean, I've been with before with different hosts and people disagree, whatever. But maddingly, hey, if this guy's looking to sell tickets with the with Judge and the fans, well, what better draw would that be than replace Boone next year with Don Maddingly? What, well, because Boone's got, man, because Boone's you got, got have, a contract. They're going to pay you. Did you sit, sit home? He's a level cash man. We understand that. Uh, George, George knew his father in the horsing industry oh, back in the 80s. That's the only reason. I know. I read this some years ago. Uh, so we're going back, the we're going person back doesn't to the George Steinberg that. days. That's how, hey, what's the old expression? You only get a job if you know somebody? Doesn't no, that that's not true. That? I didn't know anybody when I got my shot here. Eric, Eric, come on, Eric. When, you, when people want to hear people talking over each other, they, they turn on the view. No, that's not true. That's not true. I didn't know a single soul when I got my shot here. Not a single soul in this entire building, corporation, uh, um, entity. The whole sports media entity. So that's not true. Okay? Aaron Boone is going to be around so long as this contract says he's going to be around, which is two more seasons after this one. Okay? The Yankees are a game and a half. Could be even closer by the end of this game. At uh, the end of this day. Although I just checked, the, the Blue Jays are leading the Mariners 3-2 in the bottom of the sixth. This team is right on the cusp. Getting Aaron Judge back is going to be huge for this team, and they are right on the cusp. And yes, just got to get in it. You just have to get in it. And the Yankees are ahead of the Red Sox. And, and Toronto honestly doesn't scare me. 877-337-6666. We got a Josh in the Bronx. What's up, Josh? I'm telling you, I disagree with Eric. The Yankees, man, I can't believe it, Danielle. I'm going to say this, but I don't want to trade those four guys. Stanton. No, they're going Omeni. nowhere. They're going nowhere, Josh. Look, let me tell you something. You know, that really, that, you know, keep this team intact. All right. With the Mets and everything, it's a different story. The Yankees, they're going to get Wysica back. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Danielle, I mean, you hit on it. This team is turning it around slowly but surely. If if the Mets help the Yankees tonight yep. and beat Boston, they're an inch closer. Hey, snail's pace, but you you only played a hundred games. You got a lot of baseball left. It's going to be interesting, Daniel. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for the call there, huh? Josh. Oh, sorry about that. And listen, listen, Mets have. I mean, the Yankees have two games against the Mets this week. By this time, because I'll be back next Sunday. By this time next Sunday, it's they'll had ha, they'll have had two games against the Orioles, and then that week three against the Orioles in a row, three against the Tampa Bay Rays in a row. That's when we're going to get a really good read on this. You know that a really good read. But for right now, I understand that the Royals were on the schedule. They swept the Royals. Cool. Who's next? What's next? That should be the slogan for the for the team for the rest of the season. Who's next? And the Mets are up next, the 25th and the 26th. Now, you can't argue about the, the quality of the opponent. You just can't. You play with who's in front of you, and that's it. But this Yankees team has been, you know, hovering. They've been staying in the thick of things without Aaron Judge on the on the on the roster. The trade deadline is also coming up. This team is only going to get better from here on out so long as these guys, these veterans, produce and continue to produce as they have today. I mean, Yankees are, are a game and a half out of a wild card. Anthony Rizzo hasn't hit a home run in 45 games before today. 
I mean, they're staying afloat. They've been they've been uh, like a I'm not too good with you know, but like like a snake. They've been coiled up. They're ready. They're they're ready to pounce. They're ready to make a move. And Judge, I think, puts them over the top in a way. But I'm curious to see what they would do at the trade deadline. 877-337-6666 is the phone number to get aboard. Um, it's got to be a left fielder, right? A true left fielder. Yeah. My name is Daniel McCartan. i got a Mets lineup coming up next. We've got a, uh, a quick break. And uh, who's on the updates now? Pete McCarthy update. And I'll be back with you with the Mets lineup and a little bit of dissection of that. Again, my name is Daniel McCartan on The Fan. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Daniel McCartan. As we, <laughs> I just looked up from Twitter and answering people on Twitter to see if we've got a changing of the guards here. Connor Green is in. Paul Rosenberg is out. I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, my name is Daniel McCartan with you. Till, taking you till 9 p.m. as I've got the Mets game on the TV in the studio here. It's the pregame, of course. Mets don't start till 7-10. First pitch. They do have a lineup. I do have a lineup for you. Um... And here it goes. Leading off for the New York Mets, Brandon Nimmo. Then Francisco Lindor. Number three, Jeff McNeil. Number four, batting cleanup, Pete Alonso. Five, Mark Vientos. Six, Brett Beatty. Seven, Mark Canna. Eight, Omar Narvaez. And nine, Danny Mendick. Okay, so uh, Mendick. Dude still looking for his first major league hit as a New York Met. Uh, and still no Ronnie Mauricio, Mendick instead. Mm-hmm. Did you see Mauricio hit a two-run walk-off home run last night in his minor league, you know, game that he was playing in? Oh, wouldn't he be able to help the Mets right? Excuse me, right now. You know what I mean? Danny Mendick, the hitless this year for the New York Mets at the Major League Mets. Danny Mendick, don't worry, he'll save the day. And I, I, I never thought I would see the day. That good old Buck Showalter put Mark Vientos in the lineup on two days in a row, two consecutive days. Never thought I'd see the day. And then for everybody freaking out about Francisco Alvarez not being in the lineup, guy caught like 15 innings yesterday between the game that was actually scheduled and the game that was kind of made up, uh, resumed, I guess you would say. Uh, He's fine. It's okay that he's not in the lineup tonight. That pro- probably wasn't the plan, but Mother Nature had other plans. He's fine. I'm fine with it. Deal with it. Bigger problem? Carlos Carrasco on the mound. He's taking the ball for the Mets as the starting pitcher against the Red Sox in Boston in about an hour's time from now. Nimmo Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo. Hmm. Oof. Uh, are the Mets going to win? <laughs> I mean, the, the defense of the Red Sox looks horrible, doesn't it? Ah. <sighs> Narvaez and Mendick at the bottom of this order, though. Hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to go with uh, with the Red Sox win. I hope I'm wrong. I do. I hope I'm wrong. 877-337-6666. But what I'm not wrong about, the Yankees defeated the Royals 8-5. to Swept their first series without Aaron Judge in, in their lineup. Third one of the year. I think this is a springboard of much bigger Things to come. I think we're going to look back on this series and be like, that's that's when it started. 877-337-6666. We go to line two. Lou in Astoria. You're up on the fan. Daniel, how are you? Great. How are you? Yeah, at least Vogelbach is not playing tonight. Oh, Isn't that amazing? Right? That's amazing. <laughs> I'm shocked. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. But listen, on, on, on George, this is my problem with George right now. I, I saw his... Um, 
this thing with uh, uh, Losiak. What's his name? Losiak. Uh, dang. Loisaga. Yeah, Loisaga. Yeah, I'm, I'm Spanish. I can't pronounce it. You <laughs> believe right. it? Sorry. Right. That's embarrassing. Nah, it's but right. anyway, I know that both of the guys they've been out for a long time, and they, the timing is off. But uh, I mean, don't you think the judge should go for an assignment? I mean, and maybe get his timing back. I mean, I, I like to see him in the lineup, even at zero percent. But you know. <laughs> People know now, Daniela, they're not going to pitch to him because it's a difference. And, and I'm not excited about the Kansas City because everybody, I mean, starting hitting today. I'm not excited. I'm looking for the future. Okay. And listen, I hope that at least mentally some of these players think that they're for real. Because when they play uh, uh, the Rockies, it was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Daniela, they had a, they had no starting pitcher. Every pitcher from the, from the Rockies is on DL. And they, yeah. Daniela. Even your softball team probably could have hit this guy. Yeah. The pitcher that shot us off had an 18 ERA. 18 over the, over ERA, the three games leading into it. Yeah. But, but, but Lou, scary. you can't look back. You got to look forward. I know. I understand. You it. have I like to look to forward. Optimistic, and I love the way you, you, you came in and, and, and make us feel a little, a little better. But I don't know. Let me, can I talk to her about uh, Shaquan Barkley, if you don't mind? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, listen. The running back is a shame. He deserves to get paid. Okay. He's got his, he's a difference in that giant football team because him and, and Daniel Jones uh, can work together and do great things. Now, do you remember the Super Bowl last year? Do I remember it? Yeah. Yeah, Casey. This is what I don't understand about they say about running back. By the way, my favorite running back growing up was OJ Simpson, but you know what happened. And that's in the, and that's in the past. That's right. But anyway, the glove didn't this fit. guy, Isaiah, uh, I said, Isaiah Hodgins? Yeah. No, I said they're running back for the Kansas City. Running back I, Kansas City? Didn't you yeah, say well, Mahomes? Let me tell you what you happened, about the quarterback? Anyway. No, no, they're, they're, they're running back, which actually. Pacheco. Uh, the guy, yeah. Didn't you go to Rutgers? Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. See, he's Spanish. I'm not understanding. <laughs> I wish I was Italian so I'd be smart like you. But anyway, Pacheco scored a touchdown, plus he put the KC, Kansas City Chiefs. In the position to win with two two amazing spread third down to to make the game. Otherwise, the Eagles would have won that the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why Barkley has to be there. He has to get paid. And the future, if this continues, the freaking running back is going to be like dinosaur. Nobody's going to play that position. That's right. You take care, my friend, and great job. Yeah. Keep it up. Thanks, Lou. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. I mean, sure, but. You know, I wanted to get into to Saquon Barkley a little bit once the Met game started because I know a lot of the Mets audience is going to then go to their TVs or their radios to, to listen to the Met game. But um, Saquon Barkley, unfortunately, plays the running back position. That's it. It's, it's as simple as that. That's as succinct as I can make that. Did want to do some Giants towards the back end of the show. We go to Greg in Rockville Center. You're up on the fan. Hi, Dan. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, good, good. Listen... I, I got it. Don't get mad at me or anything, but I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid anymore. I'm not drinking it anymore <laughs> with the Yankees. 23 years, one championship. I was told Greg Bird is the next Lou Gehrig. I was told Gary Sanchez is the next Yogi Berra. I was told Clint Frazier is the next Mickey Mantle. I was told Adam Hicks is the next uh, Bernie Williams. I, I, I can't. If you look at the team as all, they just beat the Kansas City three games, and I agree with you. They beat them. You have to beat who you play. Right. I, I 100% I agree with that. Mm -hmm. However, uh, as you as you just said a, a moment ago, you can't look back. But the Yankee fans, the us Yankee fans, seem to look at history and think we have a right to be a winner. 
but we're not. We're not winners. And if we look at this team as a whole, it's not even close to the teams that are competing for the playoffs. I, I just in which don't ways? get it. All right, t- 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 tell, me, yeah, tell, me in, tell me in which ways. Which ways would you – because we do have a trade deadline coming up. So give me the top three ways that this team it, could be as They good. don't have anybody to trade. Who would want anybody they have? Cole, Judge, and now Bader and Torres are a good baseball players. They're not great baseball players. They're good. They're serviceable. Cole is very good. They're not going to trade him. They're not going to trade Judge. What do they have to give to get something? They don't have anybody in the minor leagues. I disagree. I I hate to be a pain in the neck, but they should get rid of their general manager and start like teams like the the Rays and the Orioles and Houston did a few years. You get to start from the bottom. You got to eat. Eat your crow for a few years. Well, they just gave him but a, a brand new deal. He's got opinion. three more years on his deal. So, who's that? Cashman has three. After this season, I believe it's three more years on his I deal. I know. I know. So and wait a second. So, I, I, so I, Greg, I, I, how how? Because this Yankees team, they're not going to be sellers at the deadline. What do you want correct. to see improved to so that they can hang with those teams that that are above them in the standings this year? This year? Yeah. This year they can't. They can't hang with those teams. They can't. They don't have the horses. So we're doing. You're, you you're, you're proposing to do nothing season. at the deadline. No. Well, what can you do? You don't have anybody to trade to get a good player. A, a, you what? know, a decent player. And getting one player is not going to change this team around. It's just not like the teams that are competing right now. But I'm, I'm I just confused. Tell you I mean, I mean you're speaking grandiose statements here, Greg. I'm just confused on exactly right. like what. Right. Tell me uh, what specifically. Uh, a, they they got to start completely over. And they're not going to – this year they can't they're do anything. They're not doing that. They can't do anything. And uh, and I'm not an Aaron Boone, big Aaron Boone fan, but Me I got to give him credit. But I got to give him credit. This team is a game and a half, as you said, out of the playoffs. And think about it. No third baseman. No shorts. No left fielder. Second baseman is certain. No left fielder. I like I like Stanton. He was an MVP. He's He's good. No catcher. You got Cole as a pitcher, and then they bring Rodon. The guy comes off an injury, and everybody expects him to come back the way he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, it's the to me, and and I respect you. I, I I'm you know you got to do what you got to do, but I'm not drinking it anymore. I see what's in front of me. This team is not it's not going anywhere this year. I'll tell you that. Well, Greg, and thanks for the call. They're not news alert here. Breaking news: They're not going to blow it up. They're not firing their general manager. They're not firing their manager. Their hitting coach, they made that change. I'd argue that it worked. I would argue that it worked. But this Yankees team, they are not going to be sellers at the deadline. They are going to look to add. So how do you look to add? You follow the model, which I think passed Brian Cashman by. You follow the model of the Reds, of the Orioles, of the pitch clock, right? And you get guys that can run the bases. The Perazas of the world, the Volpes of the world. These guys get the Baders of the world. These guys can run the bases, and they. And it. I, we talked last week. The new money ball is is put the bat on the ball. That's the new money ball. It's not these three outcome guys, you know, anymore. It, it's just put the bat on the ball and run the bases. I mean, what was his name? Uh, Wit from the Royals. What's his first name? What's that guy's? Bobby Wit Jr. Man, the guy flies around the bases. Like, he gets on base, and he's on first. He singles. He's on second within three pitches. That's what this Yankees team needs to be. You're not going to blow it up because you can't blow it up. You can't. 
You can make it incrementally better, though, and that's going to start at the deadline. 877-337-6666. We go to Richard in Manhattan. You're up on the fan, Richard. Hi, Daniel. Got back from the Yankee game. Let me ask you a question, see if you can get this right. And the point will, will prove that anybody who thinks that Yankee fans are hard on their players, it'll debunk. Now, guy on Kansas City hits a home run to right field. Mm-hmm. Who do the fans boo the most? Is it A, Severino for giving up the home run? B, the Kansas City player for hitting the home run? Or C, the kid in right field who caught the ball and wouldn't throw the ball back <laughs> into the infield? Uh, who do C. you think I booed the most? C, for sure. Okay. This is, Brian is that, Cushman right? should use what I just said am I right? to all these incoming no, free no. agents that are worried they're going to get booed at Yankee Stadium. Don't take it personal. They don't, you know, the Yankee fans boo you one day and you're a hero the next day. All right. Here's my problem with the Yankees. And I'm going to be very exact here. And this is the biggest problem with the Yankees. Bottom of the fifth, they're up five to one. Yankees are batting first and second, no out. Mm-hmm. LeMahieu up. I've been screaming for five years now. If you don't bunt them over, at least attempt to bunt one pitch. What does LeMayu do? And his 225 batting average. Mm-hmm. He hits into a double play. Now, he hits into a double play. If it's Sandy Koufax or Bob Gibson, that's okay. Although they wouldn't be bunting. They would have been bunting in those days. This is Kansas City. Can you imagine in the playoffs against Tampa, against Houston, against Baltimore, against teams with good pitching staffs, what he would do? He's going to do the same thing. He ain't going to do anything better. He ain't into a double play against the Kansas City pitching staff. Makes no sense. My point is this. You've been doing this Aaron Boone for five years. Change it, Aaron. Change once. Try it. What is wrong with a change, Danielle? I don't know. I, I, I don't I either. I, I try it. Just try it once. Attempt one bunt. One bunt attempt. That's all. Okay. Here's another point. I'm, I'm not. That, that, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you that, on that. Uh, of I, course. I I mean, any Yankee fan would be with me. I don't know why Cashman and Boone aren't with me. Here's another point. Does Boone, do Boone and, and Cashman have a dictum that you have to use four pitches in every game? Four <laughs> pi- Is it? In other words, if, unless you're getting your money's worth, yeah. four pitches, that's it. We yeah. can, I mean, unless a guy's pitching a perfect game like Herman. We're going to pitch for now. Today, I can't fault him for taking Severino out right. because he gave up the two run. Yesterday, that was incredible. But, uh, 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 six and a Cole third. Cole had ninety six pitches yep. after six. Mm-hmm. Ten. He goes nice. into the seventh and throws three pitches, gets the first batter out. Yep. So he's at ninety nine. Ninety nine pitches. Yep. One out. He takes the batter pitcher out. He's got ninety. Go to one ten, or if you're not going to go to one ten. Let him go to the next batter. Yeah, at he that may point, get that guy out right. with two. Okay. Rich, now, if I, he can go seven, he brings Peralta in for two for two outs, four pitches. Meanwhile, he doesn't use Peralta today because he says he was unavailable. How can you be unavailable after four pitches? And if you're going to use him yesterday, why don't you use Peralta yesterday? In other words, yesterday's game, he used four pitches. He could have got by on two pitches. Correct. I don't see how they don't. 
Why don't they just try it? Nobody's telling them to make this a virtual thing where you do it all the time. Why don't you try it once? Just go into a game and say, we're going to only use two pitches. You don't have to let the other team know that. Richard, I I know, and I get it. And this is something that, yes, drives me off the uh, nuts, too. I I, I watch it, I was like, why is he taking Cole out? What's the deal here? I don't get it. I don't understand. And that's something that we have talked about time in and time out. And I get it. I, that is one thing that I don't understand. I, I do not. I don't have an answer for you on that. And point well taken. I just don't have an answer for you on that. I mean, could be that he was at 99 pitches and they're saving him for the postseason. They don't want him to blow his arm out. I have no idea. It's against the Royals and the series is against the Royals. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not the Red Sox. It's not, you know, any of those guys. Save his arm. I don't know. But it's a point well taken. I agree. When they showed the pictures that are, quote, available and unavailable during the pregame today on TV, I was like, wait, what? Huh? I guess. So uh, you look right now at the wild card. And by the way, uh, I just refreshed it during that call. And then now it's uh, 4-3. It's, it was 3-3. Now it's 4-3. Toronto leads Seattle. But right now, you look at the wild card stats. They're, they're the wild card standings. The Yankees are a game and a half. Out of the last wild card spot, a game and a half. So, the po- keeping the positivity train here going. I get it. There's a trade deadline coming up. Let's talk about all the pieces that are already in place for this Yankees team to make an actual run. My name is Daniel McCartan. With you on the fan till nine. Who is gonna run this town this season? The Yankees or the Mets? My name is Daniel McCartan. What are the pieces that are already in place for the Yankees to make an actual run? Well, of course, the trading deadline's coming up. But if you're asking me right now which one of our baseball teams has an actual chance to make a real run, well, listen, I am one of the people you know, around here, I guess, that is not counting the Mets out just yet. I am not. Literally, I am not counting the Mets out. I've never said that the Mets are done. Not yet. I would like to see what they are going to do at the trade deadline. Although I have about... Zero percent faith in Billy Ineptler, and we'll see how that goes. But as of right now, the Mets, they're not out of it. I know they're seven games back. I get it. But it's a really tight pack in there. And the Mets have a lot of those teams still on their schedule where they can kind of kind of control their own destiny in, in a way. So if we're talking about the Yankees, though, they've got obviously a better chance to make a run. And what pieces do they already have in place? Well, number one, I mean, number one, they have Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is the odds-on favorite to win the AL Cy Young Award at this very moment. He's the AL Cy Young winner right now. Garrett Cole on the 25th of July. Odds-on favorite. And then I think about the reinforcements coming for the Yankees. The Yankees have Rodon. He's just recently back, not pitching great. Hmm. Okay. But then they've got Nestor Cortez. He pitched today at Double A Somerset. He'll be back the first week of August, they're expecting. Judge taking live full speed swings off a real pitcher earlier today. And that pitcher, Jonathan Lewisga, expected about the same time as Nestor Cortez. I think a little sooner. He's arguably their best reliever. So what about their bullpen? Still, although it has slipped, the bullpen is still good. Although the ERA has slipped, but all the rest, a lot of the rest of the category is still good. Been that way for all or most of the season, and that's that's a great asset to have. Your pitcher runs into trouble, they get to the fifth or sixth inning, they hand the, the ball off to still one of the best bullpens in a game. 
And then that change that they made, uh, they're showing initiative with the hiring and the firing of the hitting coach. I mean, we've talked about they fired Dylan Lawson. And I said it, and I'll say it again, that man's days were numbered after a minor leaguer and a rookie figured out that rookie's swing over some homemade chicken parm. So how does a hitting coach not diagnose something like that? Hmm. Especially with the plethora of information available to him. In any event, it's not fair really to judge Sean Casey just yet. I think it's too soon, but I'm liking what I'm seeing, especially with DJ LeMayhew. Rizzo had a huge game today, right? But something seems to have definitely clicked with DJ LeMayhew. He is on fire since the All-Star break. I read some of the splits before. He is, check for yourself, look it up yourself. He is markedly better after the All-Star break. DJ LeMayhew, that is. I don't know how much of a fingerprint Sean Casey has on something like that, but whatever whatever it is, it's good. It's working. So there's reasons to be optimistic about this team, and I know a lot of the callers so far have been quite pessimistic, which is fine. That's your opinion. You're entitled to it, but I'm trying to look at this bigger picture, longer picture, and, and, and tell you that they have the pieces in place to make a run. They do, and they're expecting more of them back. And that's basically what, uh, what's his name, uh, Boone said after the game. Today, he said something about, like, uh, where is the quote? He said, uh, look, we've got a long way to go. We feel like we have a really good chance to be a really good team. We're incomplete, no question, but we're excited to get those parts back. It's going to be sooner rather than later. And I'm telling you, this Blue Jay series was important. And for the Mets, listen, they had plus 400 odds to win the World Series when the season opened. They were 10 to 1 on Memorial Day. They're 50 to 1 on the 4th of July. And right now they're 40 to 1. They have the 10th best odds to win the World Series, the Mets. Are they out yet? Are they all the way out yet? Mathematically, figuratively, I am also going to say no. We go out to Linden, New Jersey. Don is up next on the fan. Yeah, hi. Um, you know, I'm, a, of course, a lifelong Mets fan, Danielle. I'm 68 and Mets fan since day one when Craig threw the first pitch. But I'm fair to the Yankees. Listen, this team has won 103. They've won 99 games, and they failed in the postseason. Uh, no one expected them to be six games above 500 on the 20, what is it, say, the 24th of July. But no one. But they got they they got a blood transfusion with the Royals. That helps. The games count. Yep. Now, don't play the Mets. The Mets are capable of being very good, like they were against the Diamondbacks, and, of course, they're capable of being very bad. Uh, it'll probably be a split. But I'll say this. I'm going to kind of pivot to the Mets a little. I, I don't like any, and some of your co-hosts uh, have said that they're done. Done. Done is a bad word. In 2016, the Mets were 60-62 and 62 in five games out of the second wild card. DeGrom was out for the year, the year after they went to the World Series. And they they had 42 games left. They were 27. Well, they 27. They anyway they won 87 games, turned on the heat, got hot, and won the first wild card, not the second. They made up seven games. So no one's giving up. That's nonsense. Yeah. I mean, the Mets still have a lot of talent. They they said, let's see what the you know the the newer starter Campanas coming back. I'm not happy with Max. I'm trusting to trust Verlander a little bit more, but Max might come back and throw late shutout innings the next time. He's been but just wildly is- inconsistent, Scherzer. He has. He, he like he pitches seven runs of one hit ball and then implodes and gives up three home runs in his last start. I mean, I don't I don't get it. He's been just wildly Why inconsistent. Why do I think might not make the wild card despite the comparison I just gave you? Mm-hmm. Because Terry Collins is in the manager. Terry Collins believed in 
a meritocracy. You, you, the meritocracy. players that play. Yeah, yeah. I'm a writer, too. I struggle with that word. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> My word is juxtaposition. I can never say it. <laughs> yeah. But you can always count on Buck to hand the game back. Like the game was two to two to one. They were ready to boy sweeping the White Sox sort of worked wonders for this team. And he brings in Drew Smith. Now Drew Smith shouldn't even be on a double A team. He's been terrible. Oh, he gets an out here and there. Sure he does. But he's been terrible. <sighs> and of course he gives up four runs. And then they bring in Peter who yeah. looks great. Yep. And this is the thing. I mean, I, I just don't like Buck. I, I just uh, I, I warned them all the way. I told you this one time when I called before. I was warned by one of my baseball-savvy friends that you'll regret it. You'll have instant instant success followed by painful decline, and that's been his history. That's it. And his- right. And, and a lot of people, Don, and thanks for the call, a lot of people, Don, wanted Buck Walter here and all that. And I was kind of like, mm, nah, they hired him, so I guess I'm going to have to get a board. Uh, this is from Brian Hoke, too. He said Anthony Rizzo changed his walk-up song to Taylor Swift's are you ready for it? Boom, boom, boom. Today, and it, he said instant results. Rizzo said, Taylor Swift, it's her summer, really. She's helping the economy in every city. And that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Taylor Swift has helped the economy in every city she's been in. Like, akin to the Super Bowl coming to town, is what I've read, by the way. And uh, the other morning, I was up extra early, about 5.15 in the morning, and... uh couldn't get tickets, uh, you know, Ticketmaster BS on Ticketmaster. Uh, couldn't get a code, blah, blah, blah. Couldn't see her in the MetLife Stadium, okay? Waited outside, listened outside in my car on the way home from the station on my Sunday, Saturday night, my Sunday night show. I listened to a couple songs from Cross Route 17. Great, good, good job, all of it, saw the lights, all of it. Got up at 5.15 the other morning. Got tickets to see Taylor Swift. Guess where? Next summer, Milano. Milano, Italy, Italia. We are going to uh, make it into a little vacation now. But, uh, yep, got Taylor Swift tickets in Milano, and I'm sure she's going to help out that economy as well. Taylor Swift is a force, and today Anthony Rizzo was too. Four for four, three runs scored, a double, a home run, and two RBI. Great. Love it. 877-337-6666. Rick, down in Tampa, listening on the Odyssey app. Of course I am. After work, I... Wouldn't miss a little bit of you as I'm driving home. And Taylor Swift in Italy. How nice. I know. How nice. Uh, you know what, That's though? Great. The I, tickets were, were pretty much cool. the same as what it was going to cost me to go see her here on, on the secondary well, when market. Is it? Next, when is it July, next year? July. Next July. I forget the date next exactly. Year. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah, I just tweeted on uh, one of the girls on there. Well, obviously, there's a million Taylor Swift fans, but it was a picture from when she was 16 down here on the St. Petersburg on the pier when she uh, performing next to a picture of her big concert. And yeah. I tell you, she's down here a lot in Tampa, but she's a super talent, and you're going to have fun. So that I look, you got to look forward to that um, coming up. So that's I good. Can't, I can't. But, you know, Danielle, all right, first of all, the Yankees, the Rizzo's, you know what? And I was at work today, so I can only see bits and pieces and see him at the home run and to see the way they acted after it. Right, I was very happy for him. Casey was smiling, all that. And, yep. and I quickly tweeted every my son or texted him and other people saying, if they blow this game, they blow. They better not blow this game after that emotion and everything. And they came close to what Michael King was having a little, uh, you know, a little hiccups again mm-hmm. for uh, to to blow, but they didn't. So they did. DJ. When he was away over in the break, uh, was just 
they said he just relaxed, didn't do anything with the family and everything. And I think that helped him out a lot because he is playing a lot better. And now with Rizzo getting that home run, that's going to be good. So regarding your thoughts and questions about the team, the bullpen, and I've talked to you about this before, is fine. They're going to go through those those valleys, and, and they had some problems these last week or so. We, I'm not going to – Michael King being one of them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be fine with Johnny coming back and Nestor, who we talked about, coming back uh, in the starting rotation. You're talking about what needs to be fixed. It's not going to be the bullpen. They Correct. are fine. They're going to trade people, from the bullpen. Add a bullpen arm. They're ridiculous. We yeah. don't need that. Johnny Lowe is coming back, right? Add alarm. We don't need that. We mm-hmm. don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, starting pitching. Rodan, we'll see what happens with him with the blowing kisses thing. But I don't, I I'm hated not too that. concerned about that. I do have to say to you, though, you're, I know you um, were touting that little Mets fandom there to say that you think they're, gonna, they're not out of it yet. But I, I'm torn because they're playing the Red Sox, who I hate the Red Sox and I hate the Mets. And who do I root against? But I really am rooting for the Red Sox in this because I don't think they're really going to mess up with the Yankees because I don't want to hear – Sal tomorrow when he's with BT and because he's been promoting the Yankees all week long and I know he's had that smug voice going Yankees are going to go they're going to win that you're not going of course they're going to make the oh, play Rick, sounds like you got to take this up with him <laughs> yeah but I'm saying I'm thinking it's exciting because I'm going to root against the Mets I hope they lose tonight because I don't want to hear them even in the picture anymore so I'm more of an avid fan against the Mets than I am the Red Sox in this in this because I don't want to see them have a chance to to go because it's really I don't know if I could deal with it because they have the better lineup than Yankees and I said that before they have a great lineup and if they get a couple bullpen arms they could be okay yeah and that's, I don't that's think- the point I want to try to make if the Mets get a few bullpen arms and, and Rick thanks for the call that- I hit the break here but that's the point I'm about to make the Mets there's opt there's a reason to be optimistic and this is not fandom this is just objectively speaking, that's how I do my shows here. There's a reason to be optimistic about this team as that's, this trade deadline draws nearer. Actually, like actually. And I and I think I have figured out the problem plaguing this Mets lineup. Seriously, all that. Right here, next on The Fan. My name is Daniel McCartan at 877-337-6666. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Daniel McCartan. Hang with you till 9 p.m. We are just getting started here as the Mets are set to take on the Boston Red Sox in Boston in about uh, half an hour's time from now. I hope you'll be watching that, but on mute and tuned in to me on the radio. <laughs> My name is Daniel McGarden. If you can't get through, you can tweet me at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. That's probably the most immediate way to get through on social media. Otherwise, Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan and on Instagram as well. Um, listen, I know, I know I am in the minority here, but that's okay. I'm good with that. It's easier to be in the majority in, in this business, in fact. And, and I don't say this at all to be contrarian. I don't. I have not, as you know, totally counted the Mets out just yet. I just haven't. Not until I see which moves they make or don't make at the trade deadline. Spoiler alert, I've got no confidence in Billy Ineptler, as you already know. The Mets have, yes, severe bullpen questions. There's no surprise there. Billy and Epler didn't address it adequately this offseason. We all know that. The Mets offense, it is just so wildly inconsistent. Because on one hand, they've got a higher batting average with runners in scoring position than the Yankees do. By the way, the Mets are, it's 252 
They're 18th in the league. Yankees are 243. They're 26th in the league, tied. Okay, batting average runners in scoring position, advantage Mets. On the other hand, they're tied for 13th in the league and grounded into double plays, the Mets are. But back on the other hand, the Mets score almost exactly the same amount of runs per game as the Yankees do this season. In fact, the Mets are 18th in the league. Yankees are 19th. So what gives? What's missing from this Mets offense this year is kind of intangible, but it is able to be measured and quantified in this new age of baseball. Now, I know that sounds like a rhyme. I know that sounds like a riddle from the Riddler or a fortune cookie, but what the Mets are severely lacking at the plate this year is the what they call clutch factor. It was there last year. It's not there this year. I actually checked out fan graphs to kind of research my hypothesis. Guess what? It's like science class. I confirmed it. In 2022, the Mets scored on the Fangraph's clutch factor scale at 2.46. It was tied for third best in the league. And by Fangraph's own definitions, it is off the charts excellent, is what they call it. Excellent. This season, going into tonight's game, the Mets have a negative 2.61 on the Fangraph's clutch factor scale. So they went from third best in the league last year to 25th in the league this year. And by Fangraph's own definition, it is off the charts what they call awful. And that is significant because while the bullpen cannot be trusted this year, the hitters too this year all of a sudden cannot be trusted in clutch situations, which is quite literally a complete 180 from last year. And I wish I could explain it, but I don't wear a Mets uniform. The Mets don't sign my paychecks. But to me, that is coachable. And I honestly think it's the weight of expectation. Because last year, there were no expectations, really, for the Mets. None. And now this year, after a 101-win season, with the NL batting champ in the lineup, with a manager of the year in the dugout, with the highest baseball, the highest payroll in Major League Baseball history, I'd say, yeah, there are expectations this season. Even going into it. And it's like, where are the Mets' reinforcements coming from? I mean, maybe you want to start adjusting your expectations, but let's see if they can get any at the trade deadline. I think, I've said it all along, they're going to be buyers. I think they're stuck with Verlander. I think they're stuck with Scherzer. No one is taking on that money. And why should Steve Cohen, in all honesty... Eat, have to eat a substantial chunk of it to watch those guys win a World Series elsewhere. Realistically, you try to trade them, what are you getting back anyway? Two For two aging pitchers? Not the return you're expecting, I assure you. And I also think Pete Alonso is playing injured. I also think that Jeff McNeil needs a sports psychologist, and I'm not joking about this. This is not funny. I'm not trying to be funny. But, you know, he was smiling last night for the first time in a long, like all season long, I saw the guy smile. But I can assure you that the angry outbursts, they are not helping him, and they are certainly not helping the morale of the team when he gets back in that dugout. So, reason to be optimistic about the Mets? Well, they did it last year with, by and large, the same players in the lineup. And if they could just figure out a way to shore up their bullpen, that gives me reason to be optimistic. 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. Richie and Queens are up next here on a fan. 
Hey, Danny, how are you? Great, how are you? Good, good. I don't know where to start, but you covered a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> what cameras were you? I'm 75. I've been to a Lady Gaga concert. I've been to an Adele concert. Uh, found it fascinating. Lady Gaga Without is amazing too much live. I haven't seen Adele. Oh, they're, they're tremendous, and they're great. But the thing that they have that Taylor doesn't have, and I'm probably going to get grief from my nieces and nephews that are probably listening, is that they can sing, and Taylor's more of an entertainer. Don't understand the fascination, but I don't yeah. want to get into that too yeah, much. Yeah, I you mentioned the that, economy. She, she had, would you say that she's got the same kind of voice as a Lady Gaga and Adele? Mm, not exactly the same you know, quantity there, but uh, it, uh, she is just not an entertainer. Britney Spears has become an entertainer. Taylor Swift oh writes her God, own Britney. songs, designs her own sets. Right. Oh, I agree with that, totally. But I just, when you sit there and you listen and you enjoy that kind of music, I guess you can really fall in love with her. Yeah. I don't get the fascination of tickets being 2500 I think that's outrageous. There should be a cap on that. Yeah, I like will. Like Agreed. You know, stuff. <laughs> But a couple of things. I don't want to get into the musical end of yeah. it. Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely right what you're saying about the Mets. I'm a Giant fan. I think you remember that. Mm-hmm. They've lost five in a row, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami, they, they lost ten, uh, eight in a row. Uh, Arizona's three and seven in the last. So those are the top three wildcard teams. So in essence, the Mets have picked up two or three games and yeah. some other teams. Cincinnati was four back. They're back as a number three wild card at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, you just got to find a way to win. And you mentioned those two guys, Alonzo, the back of the cards. It's getting late in the season when you're 107, 110 games in. You say, what are we waiting for, guys? McNeil looks like he did two years ago. I was all over him. He's a slap hitter, stepping out of the box, no hard contact. I don't expect 25 homers, but I expect it 15. You expect those two guys to kind of pick it up. Marte being what he is at this point, being out. Tanner, they have time to go on a 15-7 run. With a good bullpen. Pick up, that's the problem. That's the well, problem. Well, that's my next thing. There's 100 guys out there, Danielle, that are excellent bullpen guys Correct. from the seventh inning on. Correct. They've got to get a stud. And, and you know, Epla. And I agree, Epler at times is just, he's horrendous. Trevor Gott was my closer two years ago. Mm-hmm. He gave up three three-run leads, three consecutive. The fascination with Trevor Gott and to put him in this game <laughs> yesterday, yeah. don't understand it. And I'm not, you know, I played the game a little bit, and, 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 and I think I, I could see talent to a certain degree. But these guys that could pick up guys like that, when you're in that, the guy's throwing 89 to 92, He's just not the answer. Right. They got to get some guys that are really, you know, 97, 98 guys. And there's plenty of them out there. The Yankees, the Yankees have a go. plethora of them. Yep, they do. And you know the Yankee bullpen should get better. King has been pretty atrocious. You know, King, I've always been a big fan of Holmes. Uh, I, I think those guys will pick it up. Um, and Robinson Lo- and back. Yeah, and, and, on the, uh, and, and getting back to the Mets for a second, Eloisic is a big key. I mean, he's. I, I think that guy's getting to start. I don't know how far away he is, and obviously getting Judge back. Well, but Eloisic, Rizzo, he'll, he'll be back by the first week of August is everything I've seen. Well, if that's the case, then they're really going to be solid there. That's not the issue. It's going to be the hitting, and you got to know, you know, we talked about uh, Peraza last week. You, you talked about his minor league numbers. He had that first good game. He hasn't done much since. Mm-hmm. But Rizzo, you just got to know he's got to get better. Yeah. And if LeMayu comes around and Judge comes back, and having the, the pitching, Severino, you, Rodon, I've been touting him. He was my guy last year. Obviously, bad his first two starts. They've got the potential to get into the wild card. There's no doubt. Real quick with the Giants, Dan. I don't know if you touched on it. 
not shocked that they're coming up with collusion because these guys have fallen off a cliff. And I just wonder, I don't know if collusion. this is Collusion, wait a second. I haven't seen the word collusion anywhere. Well, I heard that. Somebody mentioned that on the radio. My, my nephew, uh, we went out in dinner, and he said, wow, they're coming out and saying there's collusion some of the top players. Mm, um, nothing, so I don't know if you haven't I've heard seen. it. Yeah, nothing I've Okay, seen. so it's not so. But I wouldn't be shocked if they do come out and say it because they're just treating so shabbily at this point. But and it's the, the, but it's the market, in. though. It's what, it's what the market is. Yeah, but the market going the other way, though. Is that kind of like... What do you mean the market's going the other way? Well, I mean, normally when the market, you know, takes off, it's usually in a positive way for players. You think the union's going to come out and say... What's going on here, guys? No, Why because no, Richard, because the, the union, badly? the union collectively bargained for the for the for the uh, for the franchise tag. No, they can't say anything about it. Thanks for the call. No, they can't say anything about it. They're not going to. That's the way the market's going. There, unfortunately, there's a salary cap in football. The quarterback market is going up dollars wise. The running back market is going down. Economics. I'm not an economics teacher. I teach Italian, but. I think I can figure that out. As far as collusion, no chance there's collusion going on here. The Giants have a finite number of dollars to spend, and they allocated them to, to Dexter Lawrence and to Daniel Jones this offseason. All along, I thought that I thought the, the smart move was to franchise tag Saquon Barkley. All along. He was offered contracts. Not he was offered contracts that he turned down. Let's not get into, into that just yet. I wanted to wrap up a little bit of the baseball here. 877-337-6666. Listen, both teams still have a chance. Yankees have a better chance than the Mets. Let's be honest. Let's see what the Mets do at the deadline. Then I will issue an adjudication on whether or not their season has sunk or not. My name is Daniel McCartan with you till 9 right here on The Fan. Welcome back to the fam. My name is Danielle McCartan, hanging with you until 9 p.m. Hoping that uh, you'll keep me on audio, Mets on TV. I will give you some score updates as the game goes on, starting in about seven minutes or so. Um, if you're looking for something new to watch, uh, there's this new docu-series out on Netflix called Quarterbacks. And... Imagine that, a whole series of TV dedicated to the most important position in all of professional sports. I mean, anyway, the uh, what happened was NFL Films cameras, they follow around last season Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, both on and off the field. And it's obvious to me that they picked three different kind of tiered quarterbacks for the first season on purpose. Mahomes, who may just be the most talented quarterback in the league right now, then you got mid-tier Kirk Cousins. And then Marcus Mariota, who was, in fact, benched late in the season for a rookie quarterback in Atlanta last year. And I haven't seen it yet, but if you have, call me up. Because I actually think it's Mariota's storyline that, that's the most intriguing to me because of the benching. And then the knee surgery that followed shortly thereafter. I don't know. I don't know. I would like to go behind the scenes and what was it like to be inactive then for the last couple of Falcons games. But anyway, consider me intrigued. I'll definitely give it a shot. But the problem is I found a perfect night to watch it the other night. No Yankees on, no Mets on. Sat down all nice and comfy on the couch. I put the candle on, had a blanket, made myself some hot popcorn, buttery, Gatorade, 
Yes. And I loaded up Netflix and I found out that we have fallen victim to the Netflix crackdown. Yep. My brother, my wonderful brother, did not pay for the additional household line for me. So, like, that was a major inconvenience the other night to, to, to find out with everything all set up nice and comfy to find out that I don't even have Netflix. And out of principle, I will not pay for more than one at a time. So I ended up doing, I paid to watch Paramount Plus. So when that expires, I will load up on Netflix again. But I ended up watching a show called 1923. Anybody ever see it? 1923? I think it's a pretty good show. It's like a historical fiction sort of thing. It kind of surprised me that I actually like that show, but it's really good. 1883 chronologically was first, then comes 1923, and then comes Yellowstone chronologically. So I had to get the Dutton family tree up, uh, have it next to me as I'm watching, but very good. But uh, yeah, I don't have the most time in the world to watch this stuff, so one thing at a time, when I'm done with that, I'll get uh, I'll get quarterbacks on, on, on the screen. Anyway, 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. Mets are in Boston tonight. Looking to take one from them. The Yankees have already competed today. They beat the Kansas City Royals 8-5, to completing their first sweep in the uh, non-judge era. Get it? Taylor Swift era. And uh, their third of the year. Third sweep of the entire season. 877-337-6666. We go to Philip in Freeport. What's Thank up there, Philip? Thank you for taking a call. Appreciate it. And thanks for and, and by the way, you were right. C, he never told you if you got it right. But you were right with C. Oh, okay, good. Because I, I thought so. <laughs> I mean, I thought so, but I wasn't yeah, sure. You, you definitely nailed that. He made a good point, by the way. That yeah. kid, got, kid got booed. And listen, they're not going to make these guys bunt. You know why? Because that's, that's not what they came up with. Yeah. They, they came up with a different coaching mentality. Listen, Phil Rizzuto was always on. He, he, he promoted, you know, bunting. He called these guys huckleberries. They couldn't bunt. Bunting's real big. Remember, three years ago, you couldn't steal the base. Alex said, don't steal, don't steal. Yeah. Now you got guys almost 50 steals halfway through the season. Uh-huh. Yeah, obviously, the pitch clock, only throwing over a few times, bigger bag. A little, some of these things matter, but still, you still got to haul your butt down there and, and steal a base. But yeah. they're not going to bunt, especially the Yankees. Cause when have they? Who, you ever see, and plus, I think sometimes the magic, they might get hurt. I mean, they, they go up there goofy. They, they don't look right the way they do it. They don't hold the bat properly. Listen, Danielle, yes or no? I mean, let's just face it. Let's cut through it all. Atani has made the American baseball player, and I mean this, by the way. I don't mean to be crazy. I like to have fun on the air and all that, but he's made it in a lot of facets of the game. If you look at the Daily News today, they have all the stats of everything. He's on top of almost everything, and he pitches, and he hits. And mm-hmm. It's out of control. And guys here in America... We're pitching five innings once every five days. We don't run. We don't hit. We don't pitch. pitch. I don't know if that's a fair comparison right, to, well, to well, compare pit nationalities against each no, other. No, no, I don't on. mean nationality. Let's forget that. I'm just talking about the player, what he has done. And I understand where you're going with that. But before you let me go, I mean, this man has done a lot of things. And I absolutely think we, I've listened to you for a while now. You know, I've been on hold for a while. And you make fantastic points. If the Yankees can get all this firepower back, why can't they at least get to the wild card right. minimum? And they certainly, certainly could make a run uh, for the division. It's, it's not insurmountable. This is right. not Mount Everest. Love the show. Really appreciate you taking a call. Thank you so much, Danielle. Yeah, thanks, Philip. Appreciate that. And we're not going down that, uh, that nationality sort of thing because that, that's kind of ridiculous, actually. But um, 
Otani. Yeah, the guy's a unicorn. I mean, I saw it when I was in Seattle. Couldn't even see him at the media availability. The guy is like like the Beatles. I wasn't alive for that, but I assume it's a it's a the hype around him is the same. But you know, well deserved. He does it all. With that said, he's not a fit for this Yankees team. So if the Yankees want to trade the farm, back up the Brinks truck, that's not the guy to do it for. I hate, I can't believe I'm saying that, right? I mean, that's that's kind of nuts. But let me ask you this: If you're looking at your radio right now and you're like, "What?" Let me ask you this: Who's your DH? In four or five years, your everyday DH, who is it? Judge, that's the answer. You already have that guy on your roster. You don't need another guy like that on your roster. He doesn't play any position in the field. So where is Otani a fit? With the Mets. Otani is a perfect fit for the New York Mets. 877-337-6666. Hector in the Bronx. What's up there, Hector? Hey, I, I totally agree with you, Daniel. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Um, it's been a while. I'm all right. Yeah, it has. Um, I just wanted to say real quick that I agree with you totally on the Otani thing. I, I don't think he's a fit either. And, um, and he pitches wanna... horribly at Yankee Stadium, by the way. He d- terribly. And then I don't want to give away all these farmhands, and then he doesn't resign with us. That's, that's another thing that's, that's got me going. Yep. And then on top of that, uh, God forbid he gets hurt. Now we're gonna have a, a hole in the in the rotation and in the lineup, mm. which I, it's just too much reliability to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bound to happen. Now, who I would get, I would definitely like to go after somebody like um, out of my a left fielder, either Bellinger, of course, or yep. Soto, like everybody else is saying. And then third base, either Arenado or uh, what's his name, Candelario from from the uh, from the Nationals. Yeah. And then pitching-wise, I got three people, in that, and then um, that's going to be either Snell, Strowman, or Bieber. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, those guys were also on my radar. I'm going to add Giolito in on that, too. But I think Snell would be a good choice, especially because of his familiarity with the AL East and the, the players in it, the, you know, the hitters in it. I think yeah. that's that's a great move. But uh, are we sure that, that San Diego is going to be selling? That's the thing. Yeah. I, know, I know. That's the thing. I don't. I don't think so. Right, right. So again, so if they're not selling, then then we go to, you know, Bellinger and maybe like either Strowman or uh, or uh, or Bieber. You know what I mean, or something down that that path. You know, yeah, Strowman. I don't know. I didn't like the way he left town. Uh, Bieber, I would absolutely go after. Um, and, or Giolito, like you, like you Giolito, said. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I like Strowman. Yeah. I did. I really liked Strowman and what he was able to do on the mound with the kind of like the Nestor Cortez sort of pitching and all that, but. You know, with the leg kick and the pausing and all that. But the way he went out of town, I didn't really like. I don't know how that guy would be in, in a clubhouse, honestly. I, I can see that. But but once again, no old town you, man. Let's not cheddar bob ourselves. Yeah, no. Nah. Let's, not, let's not do it. Have a great great evening, Daniel. Thanks, Thank Hector. you. Appreciate that. And, and a name that I would prefer for the Mets as well, who was on my, my roster, you know, on my, not my roster, my uh, my radar, Josh Hader. He's been on my, he's been on my radar for a long time now. Like, Years. <laughs> and uh, apparently, the Padres are likely to shop Josh Hader. And Juan Soto is not available as of four hours ago. Nightingale reported that there's no sign that Soto is available. Instead, they are most likely to shop Hader and Blake Snell. Well, well, there you go. Snell for the Yankees. Hader for the Mets. <laughs> that would be two good moves there. Hey, let's go to Jesse in Queens. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Daniel, what's up? Uh, good to talk to you again. Uh, uh, the Mets, I mean, um, 
how many games have the Eppler and Showalter cost the Metrics? You know, you 20 games? I, I mean, I was 20. watching yesterday's game. I see Scherzer getting lit up. Yep. Home run, home run, home run. Yep. Everybody knows he doesn't have it. It's 3-3. Three, three. Yep. Hey, Buck, can you take him out? Yep. Can you take him up before this whole game blows blows up? Yep. No, but he has to leave him there so he comes 5-3. And, you know, then 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 he brings in a flamethrower named Trevor Gott. Then it becomes 8-3. to three. I mean, I know. I, I don't know. It's, and then at that point, it's unattainable, a, right? At that point, five, they it, had already overcome two deficits to get to 3-3, three, three, right? If I'm not mistaken, I had like one uh, eye on it last yeah. night. Then it becomes 5-3, yeah. and you're asking them, okay, do it again. And then it becomes 8-3, and it was out of, out, of, out of hand at that point. I totally agree with you. The team is trying. They're really trying. They are. And I give them credit for that. Yeah. But if, if you have your own manager and your own GM, like it's like they're working for the other team and trying to hurt their own team. It seemed like that. I mean, I don't know what else to say because Buck. I mean, all, after all his years as being a manager, he's making these moves. You bring mm-hmm. in Gott, and then you bring in Drew Smith later on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was watching the game at a at a sports bar, and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I could I couldn't deal with it. Yeah. I just like I gotta go. You know, I gotta. You know, I was gonna I was gonna get I was gonna throw something at you know, around or something, and I was in the, in the court of scenes, I'm like, I'm out. I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is it's crazy. It's nuts. But what, what's up with Showalter? What is, what is up with that guy? I, is, I is wish he, I had uh, an answer. I don't know. I, I wish I had an answer. I, I just don't. I mean, it's, I would, if, I were, if I was a player, I'd go up to him and say, hey, Buck, you know, we're really trying hard. Why are you making these stupid moves? Yeah. I'm sorry, but I would, I would go and, and, and say that. Why, why do you bring in these guys that you know I'm just going to blow up the game. Well, and then the other, uh, yeah, and then the other hand Goodness of that, Jesse, gracious. and that's a great call there, Jesse. And the other hand of that is, well, he could say, well, well, I mean, what kind of talent do I have in the bullpen? So it's like a one-two punch. It's the the, the Inepler and the Showalter punch. As Lindor strikes out, uh, Brandon Nimmo spoke to uh, Buster only uh, before the game started, and he said, "It's win or go home." So right now we're playing for our season. We're trying to keep it going. So you just try and control what you can control, and we're going out there and fighting every day. Honestly, it seems as as though they are. I, I I don't think this team has actually given up and thrown in the towel by any means, based on the fact that these guys keep continuing to claw back into games for the bullpen to just give it away. That's the most frustrating part. But bring in a, a hater, bring in a Marinaccio to this Mets team. Maybe another arm from somewhere else. I got to look at you know look at the, the field here. Next weekend, I will have all kinds of names for you. But those are the guys that are going to help this team now. Hater. Marinaccio, I think, should be on the trade block. Sorry. I know he's a local kid. But he'd just be moving from one borough to the other. Um, yeah. 877-337-6666. We go to uh, Ed in Mohegan. What's up, Ed? Hey, what do you say? Love your show. Thank you. All right, listen. You, um, yeah, I really do. I've been, I've listened to you a while. I've been, been very lucky to get you. Thank you. Um, so you mentioned Paramount. Mm-hmm. I got a great show for you. I know I'm going off subject here, but. All right, tell me, what is it? Are you there? Yeah, what is it? Uh, the, have you seen The Godfather? <laughs> uh, okay, so I have this girl in my class. Her name is Isabella, and she is astonished to me every time that she asks me if I've seen it. I actually tell her no. Hold on, she, I'm on the phone right now. Is, are they leaving? 
She did. I'm I'll, ta- I'll, yeah, I'll, t- I'll talk to you on and here. And Isabella told me that over Christmas break, I had homework, I, and it was to watch The Godfather. And right. I um, I didn't do the homework. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't, know I didn't do the homework, and, and I disappointed her. And if that. she's listening right now, I'm sorry I still haven't seen it. So, uh, Ed, no, I have okay. not watched The Godfather. Well, it's, it's the, the original movie. You never saw it? No. I know, I know. People are going to kill uh, me on Twitter now. I get it. I know. No, I've no. Yeah, I was telling your screener, who's a great guy, it's yeah, a generational is. thing. I know. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask your age. Just tell me what year you graduated, so I know what we're talking about. Graduated high You're school. You're like what? Twenty nine, thirty. Graduated yeah. high school, two thousand six. Two thousand six. All right. So you're too young. It's a series about the making of The Godfather, and it's uh, if you love the seventies, if you love old movies about old Hollywood, it's tremendous. But if you haven't seen the movie, you're not going to appreciate it. Yeah. I'd, um, have, I'd have to see the movie first, for sure. Listen, I'm just starting to get into the Rockies. I've seen Rocky 1, 2, and 3 so far. So, come on. That's pretty good. They're actually pretty it, good. I'm telling you, my oldest daughter is 21. She doesn't like going to the theater. Everything is either on the phone yeah. or the tablet. I couldn't and tell you the last time on- I was in a theater. My friend was like, hey, you got to go see the Barbie movie. You'd really like it. And I was like, I couldn't tell you. The- I was trying to think. When was the last time I saw a movie? I don't know. Yeah, I'm telling you. If it wasn't for Marvel, nobody would go. I just right. got out. I took my son. We went to go see Oppenheimer. Yeah. Three hours long. Ugh. Great movie. But let me tell you something. And I learned a lot. I mean, you know, it, it's a lot of talking, though. It's, but if you're if you're into that stuff, it was done really well. You'll see it. Uh, I'll just probably wait. be nominated for a ton, of, a ton of awards. I'll just wait for it to come out on streaming. <laughs> I know. Exactly. That's my point. It's, it's a lost art, man. Oh, man. You know, there's a lot of things on Paramount+. Plus. I'll Let me get a quick word in with the Yankees. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I don't think I think they're due for a losing streak, and I'm not just talking about this year. I'm talking about for the next couple years. They haven't had one. You know, they had one from '75 to '85. I'm sorry, '75 to. Uh, oh, well, what about uh, the New York Jets? To, uh, when is their I, win I streak going to come? <laughs> I mean, the, the Jets, Jets the Jets have been on a losing streak forever. The Yankees should take a page from the Jets' playbook and start getting, you know, younger players. You have Aaron Rodgers, and everybody else on that team is young. Whoever thought the Yankees would, would have to take a page from the <laughs> Jets' playbook? Oh, man. But yeah, you know what? I, I, think, know. I think the Jets are going to be back. I think they're going to have a good two years. Don't know if they're going to win. would be fun. I'm a Giants fan. I could care less. I got my own worries. But you know what? Um, I think they're, if they're, it's going to be a fun. If you're a New Yorker, between the, the Jets and the Giants and the Bills, it's going to be a fun year, regardless whether they win. Yeah, you know? I mean... That's the thing with... The, if you're, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, that, that's, a, that's a fair assessment. I, I think football is going to be all right around here this year. Oh, it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. And even if they lose, see, that's the thing. Like, the Yankees have won for so many years. Yeah, they haven't won a series since '09. I'll take that. I mean, what professional sports team oh, wins... No. Oh, no. You're going to anger all the Yankee people listening here, Ed. No, that's not okay. 2009 is not okay for a team that is perennially at the top of the Major League Baseball payroll and all that. It's not okay. You know what I did see on the plane ride back from Seattle? 80 for Brady. I watched that. It was a little hokey, but it was at times laugh out loud funny. I'd give it to him. 80 for Brady? I thought it was pretty good, actually. And uh, the Mets just got out of some sort of little league home run type situation where 
I, I didn't see how he got on to first, but stole second. You know, as the play's going, guy goes to second, guy goes to third. There's an overthrow of the Mets at third base, and then uh, the throw home to Narvaez, and he is out at the plate. The score is still 0-0 in the bottom of the first up at Fenway. My name is Daniel McCartney. I'll keep you updated throughout the night right here on WFAM. Welcome back to the show. My name is Danielle McCartan, hanging with you until 9 p.m., so about 90 minutes left. As of right now, the Boston Red Sox have taken a 1-0 lead over New York Mets. Still bottom of the first, two outs, runners on first and third. I'll keep an eye out for you on that. Carlos Carrasco just left one right over out over the middle of the plate, man. That was bad. And a diving Jeff McNeil missed it by about two or three inches. That stinks. Or Danny Mendick, my bad. Um... Anyway, so unfortunately uh, for Saquon Barkley, the National Football League is a salary-capped league, and the players collectively bargained for the franchise tag, okay? And I love Saquon Barkley as much as the next person. But Joe Shane and the Giants were absolutely right in holding the line. And Saquon Barkley, in the ultimate 2023 protest, removed everything Giants from his social media bios, of course. And in fact, after no deal was met, he tweeted, quote, it is what it is. That's fine. Here are the facts. This is from Ryan Dunleavy of the New York Post. And it also has the backing of NFL Network's Mike Garofalo. Uh, He said, the Giants' final three-year offer was in the ballpark of $11 million to $11.5 million. Here's the good part. With guarantees between $22 million and $23 million. Okay? He could, Dunleavy continued to say that those numbers were all within $1 million to $2 million on both ends of Barkley's reduced asking price. Either way. The numbers were close enough that common ground seems easy to find with incentives over the first two years, but both sides felt that they had budged as much as they could. That from Ryan Dunleavy. Backed by Mike Garofalo on the NFL Network. That's how you say it in a time. But anyway, let, let us dissect this now. Guarantees between $22 million and $23 million. Barkley was going to make $22.5 million guaranteed money playing under the franchise tag ball this year and next year. So I don't, I, don't, I don't understand what the problem is exactly because then you've got Saquon saying on some podcasts, he says, where I'm thrown off or where it doesn't sit right with me is that I publicly came out and said I wanted to be a giant for life. I didn't want to hit the free agency market. I feel like we could have gotten the job done. That's Saquon Barkley on the Money Matters podcast, whatever. So why didn't you sign the deal they gave you? That's my question. Because you are not hitting the free agency market by playing under the tag. Because the the Giants could, I don't know if you know this, the Giants could rescind the tag. They're sure as hell are not going to be rescinding that tag. Okay? So saying you want to be a Giant for life, and it sounds like, it sounds like you're a little bit embarrassed. Playing under the tag for two seasons in a row does not not make you a giant for life. They could offer you a, a, a lifetime deal at the end of this season, as soon as next March. And it's like the same thing with Aaron Judge. Get out there and prove that you can play an entire season, a full season, in back-to-back seasons. 
Judge did it. Judge won. Barkley can do it, and he can win too. And I hope he does. I really like Saquon. I like him a lot. But rules are the rules. Feelings are feelings. And Joe Shane and the Giants have separated them in their dealings. And Saquon, to me, definitely hasn't. And I think that's the root of this problem. And Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, they're taking a stand. They're going on a crusade for the devaluation of running backs, which is admirable. But guess what? The current NFL CBA does not expire until March 2030. That's when it needs to be addressed. And in my opinion, completely revoked. But the Giants are holding the line. That's unfortunate for Saquon that he plays in a sport that has a salary cap. And that when you think of it like a like a cake or like a pizza pie, running backs are getting a lot less of a sliver of that pie because there is less emphasis on the position of running back in today's, air quotes there, today's football. Unfortunately for Saquon Barkley. 877-337-6666. Let's go to uh, Michael in Lake Mary, Florida. What's up, Michael? Hey, Danielle. How's it going? Good. Good to talk to you. Oh, fantastic. Danielle, I can't agree with you anymore. You you, you kind of... You kind of took all the words out of my mouth as I was going to just say about where we're at with Barkley. But um, I got to say this. I want to add one point to this, too, that either people forgot about or it's not being emphasized enough is that before even the negotiations at the end, at the deadline, everyone forgets that he was offered a deal yeah. somewhere between 12, 12 and a half to 14 million. But he the, rolled the dice. Yes. He takes the deal. Michael, the one thing I, I did hear about that was that the guaranteed money was the problem. The right. Giants at that point were only offering $19.5 million guaranteed money. And that's not. Right. And, and I wouldn't have had accepted that either, knowing that, because the franchise tag is yeah. more than that over two years. Yeah. Good point. Dave. That's the one that, thing. Just that, yeah. So just, but the idea is, is it's the market is what it is, unfortunately. And the Giants have to run this. The Giants have to run this business for this team for long-term success because if you start getting into that rut of right. you know, just overpaying for players, we're never going to get out of this hole and build the team the right way. So Shane has, has an agenda. He, he's, he's dealing with it. And look what he did just recently. Just find James Robinson, right, just to get, just to get a back in yep. here because you don't know what's going to happen. He, if he's going to threaten, he's going to sit out. You can't wait for him. So I want him here, but it's got to be done the right way. And that was just the point I wanted to bring up. But um, but thanks for taking the call, Daniel. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Michael. I appreciate the call there. And and, and look, the Giants are – Daniel Jones is a better quarterback when Saquon Barkley is on the field. Facts. We, we've gone over that here on this show. We don't have to redo it. But bottom line is his quarterback rating improves about 14 points from like a 70-something to a 91. Do the math there. But um, – yeah, Jones is infinitely better with Barkley on the field, but that's how could you compare that against, you know, an RB two, right? What if they brought in another RB one? How would that number fluctuate or change? Okay, so I love Saquon Barkley, I do, but to to overpay for a position that it's it's just been devalued. It's nothing against him, the player, unfortunately, and if they're within one to two million dollars. Of signing a deal. I mean, that sounds awfully close to me. I don't know. It, like I, I was kind of shocked. 
Because I thought the Giants had enough incentive to get it done. I thought Barkley had enough incentive to get it done. And all of a sudden, they didn't get it done. Kind of crazy to me. 877-337-6666. Douglas in the Bronx. You're up next here on The Fan in New York. Good evening, Danielle. How, How are, are you? you? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Netflix's quarterback. Uh, this is a tremendous show uh, right now. Uh, I got this recommendation from my good friend in Iowa, huh? and I recommend it to anyone listening as well. Yes, the big name on the show is Pat Mahomes, but to me, the star, and I've only seen a few episodes already, but is Kirk Cousins. Mm. Um, yet, now, he's a name frequently uh, mentioned in the same comparison with Daniel Jones. Um, does uh, uh, Cousins come up short in big games? Yes. Was I thrilled that the Giants beat him and the Vikings last year? Yes, but um, I, 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 I actually like him more because of this show. Um, I have a newfound appreciation for him. Really? Like, he seems like a good guy, and you will be impressed and fascinated by his work ethic. I mean, that's probably the most uh, outright aspect of the show of, of all. So, all right. yeah, again, I, I, yeah, I just got to, uh, you know, get it because my brother did not pay for the extra line for yeah. me. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of someone I have a appreciation for is someone you met a singer of the pop music scene that repped the late nineties to, to early two thousands, a Mr. Chris Kirkpatrick. Congratulations! I did. In sync. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that was awesome. That was like we went to the pop two thousands tour at uh, the Englewood Pack the other night, and it was like O Town and LFO and. Chris Kirkpatrick kind of hosted the whole thing, and it was freaking awesome. Misha Tate hooked that up. Uh, Misha Tate, shout yeah. out to you. Thank you very much. But uh, yeah, that that was that was cool. And and all he was talking about was how was he was gushing out how much of a big fan of hers that he is. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, that's my related question. And I appreciate him because he did compete on Celebrity Big Brother last year. Is he a sports fan? Like aside from MMA, you know he, what? Just... I, it was on my list of things to ask him, honestly. But he, the conversation just kind of went like all over the place and I didn't get okay. a chance to ask him. Yeah. I wanted it's to. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. But yeah, I, I good guy. Another good guy. Um, yeah. So on to uh, one quick point about Saquon and I'll talk about the Yanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Saquon. Um, uh, it's like the game show deal or no deal. Only we're rooting for the banker, the Giants. <laughs> I and they're not right. And as you said, uh, their offer is not exactly cheap. It's, it's, it's quite reasonable, but I want to, uh, give a cautionary tale for Saquon. Um, just uh, recently, Le'Veon Bell, who mm -hmm. himself uh, uh, had a uh, right uh, a tiff with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he apologized. He just recently apologized to the fans, saying he he regrets leaving such a great fan base. And um, so, uh, wow. I mean, the I didn't see that. Yeah. Fan base. And and just thinking about the recent uh, Super Bowl uh, winners, um, the last premier running back that was instrumental in a victory was Marshawn Lynch of almost a decade ago. Yeah, I mean, he almost won two Super Bowls with Seattle. Um, and he was just there, play. so he didn't get fined. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, but so, uh, but again, despite all this, uh, we still want Saquon. We still, we'd like to still have him, but yeah, it's just, if they could uh, find some resolution, but uh, but ten million, not too shabby. So that's my take on him. I mean, um, I wouldn't turn it down, but I mean, that's no. just me. Right, and as you said, it's not far off what the Giants allegedly offered. It's not far off than what he's getting with the franchise tag. Anyway, I mean, right. I mean that's from our vantage point. On to the Yankees, and it was a funny quote by Rizzo earlier today. His walk-up song is now yep. Taylor Swift. Ready Are for you it. ready for it? <laughs>
Yeah. Um, and and I, I caught this. This is uh, in uh, earlier in the season in the post game uh, when I heard uh, you know when they're talking to the to the, uh, the pitchers and the on yes that you hear bad blood in the background. I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's one thing. And then after hearing it over and over again, I'm thinking, oh, that's their thing now that they he played bad blood in the clubhouse. So that so it's all about Taylor Swift. Ah. Okay. Yeah, I gotta get back right. in there. So, yeah, um, but uh, as for Rizzo, and of course, great day, first four-hit game in four years, uh, first uh, home run in over two months. But now, I would even say this even heading into today because he's had many struggles in the past two months. But um, the there's a notion of that they have to move Rizzo down the lineup. And there was a caller uh, into the station last night saying, ah, they got to move him to, down to sixth or seventh uh, in the batting order. Now, me being a Yankee fan, I'm thinking, yeah, like my my first initial reaction, like, heck yeah, I totally agree, I totally agree. But then after pondering it further, and I'm I'm considering, now wait a minute, uh, okay, so he gets out of the three slot, but it's not like the Yankees currently have a plethora of offensive options to slot higher up if you had to move Rizzo, right, um, but, right, right. So now they did move him down to fourth, and you know I'm of the notion, don't fix what ain't broken. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this, you know, uh, this, you know, uh, Giancarlo third and Rizzo fourth. Maybe stick with that. Uh, I know the Yankees probably won't. They'll mix and match according to the pitching matchup, but I, I, I kind of dig it. I mean, uh, if, if you got some historic goodness about Rizzo this week, why not stick with it? Right, right. That right. Wave. I, I know. I, I agree with you, Douglas on that. And I like, listen, I know the Yankees shuffle their lineup often and everything, which I don't all the way agree with all the time. From a player's perspective, like I like to know where I'm hitting at all times, honestly. Um, they put me fourth in my women's softball league the other day, and I was like, oh, what? You want me to hit where? Did all right, but uh, uh, just a quick little update here. The Toronto Blue Jays defeated the Seattle Mariners. That sucks. Final score, I think, it was 4-3. to three. Now the New York Yankees have slipped back to two games back from the uh, the last wild card spot, not one and a half. So with that Toronto win over the Mariners... The Yankees have slipped a half game in the standings in the wild card. They are now two back. I uh, would love to continue this uh, conversation with Saquon Barkley, and uh, I also posted on social media. So here we are today, and the Mets, and the Yankees, all of it. Th- th- those are the best segments. The rest of the show is going to fly when we mix everything together here. But uh, 23rd of July, 2023, here's a fill-in-the-blank question for you. Saquon Barkley will be a holdout until... I'm Daniel McCartan. Call me up. Give me your best guess at 877-337-6666. As for me, I think he joins the team in week two in Arizona. Again, Daniel McCartan with you on the Phantom 9. Welcome back to the fan. My name is Daniel McCartan. Hanging with you for about another hour, a little over an hour, when Lori Rubinson, I believe, comes your way then, 9 p.m. We've got the Mets-Boston game on in the studio here. But before we get back to Saquon, I do have a Mets call on on hold here, so definitely want to get to him. I just want to say that the Mets are down one nothing in Boston right now. There's a runner on first. It's only the bottom of the second inning, so lots of baseball left to play. Up at Fenway, Cookie Carrasco is still in the game. He's at 31 pitches already, so this could get ugly fast for the Mets. The sooner they go to the bullpen, the sooner it's going to get ugly. Yikes. Danny Mendick tries to make a diving stop at second base. Can't come up with it. You let me know why Ronnie Mauricio is still at the minor league level. You just you let me know. 877-337-6666. We go to Ray in Waterbury, Connecticut. Thanks for hanging there, Ray. Hi, Danny. You just saw why why the Mets, why we're lousy this year. 
Danny Mendick gets called up. Yep. Stewart gets called up. Yep. Carrasco's still in the rotation, Danny. You, 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 he gets bailed out by a, a runner getting thrown out at home. What does he do? He walks the next two guys in a base hit. Mm-hmm. The bottom line, he's always living on the edge. And here's the problem. I heard Jim Bowden say if, during the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. every ma- gen- general manager makes mistakes. But the worst thing you can do, Danny, is to uh, watch the mistake. Continue. Continue uh, using the player that you made a mistake on instead of getting rid of him. Right. And and, and the Mets got a bunch of those guys. Drew, you know, uh, Canna's done out. Drew Smith out. Uh, uh, Louis G out. Uh, Carrasco should have been replaced. You know, you know what I mean. People like that. And then, you know, if you're serious about winning, Vogelback and those people should have been gone a long time Correct. ago. Agreed. And and, and and the young guys should have been up. And, and you know what? They had they had Vientos you know, up at the beginning of the season. They refused to play him. Why? Yeah, right. And instead of bringing up two journeymen that you know they've had their chances the last 10 years and they didn't make it. And, Ray, let me tell you this much. If Narvaez didn't get hurt in the beginning of the season, there was no chance we were going to see Alvarez this season either. either. Hate to That's say right. it. That's right. Hate to say That's it. That's right. It would have been Nito, it would have been Nito and Nar- Narvaez. Correct. And, and you know what? Stearns can't get in there fast enough. Danny. Yep. And, and I understand. I read where where Craig uh, Council's contract runs out. I I think Buck should be booted out. Also, agreed. You know, I'm I'm afraid he's going to keep Epler because he got a working relationship. Awful. But Epler's going to have, have he's going to go get coffee. That's going to be his job. You I know what I mean? So. You know, it's it's like when when you bring in a new guy. If I were that new guy, I wouldn't want yeah. I wouldn't want anybody else's guys under under my under my mm-hmm. tutelage. You know, I'm going to bring it in my own team that I know works. You're right. You said this right along. You've been saying this about Buck Buck and Epper uh, right along way mm-hmm. back in May and June. You've been saying that even earlier, even before they were even even, even hired. Earlier. Yeah, yeah. You're you're right. And you know what? You know it, the bottom line and those Buck press conferences. I can't. I can't take them anymore. The gobbledygook. How hard it is to hit pitchers that have all their pitches going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 not easy getting a base hit. It's hard. You know they, they'll pitch better as they go on. I mean, you know what? And sure, and if you can get Scherzer out of here, I get him out of here so fast his head would spin. Yeah, it's not going to happen though. No, no, no one's taking money. all the money, and I wouldn't want Steve Cohen to pay for him to go elsewhere either. That that's not right. Right, and and get nothing. Right. You know that's that's the deal. That's why they're bad. That's where they are. Where they are, and and the window is closing. I hate to say it. Yeah. They're going to have to spend more money next year. I know. With the, you believe that with the highest payroll in all of baseball, right. they're going to have to spend more. That that's not right. sustainable. Right. No, no. It, the old old players. He should have been in. You said this too. He should have went all in, Epler, at the trade deadline last year. Yes, because he was right there to win it all. He bring, instead of going getting JD Martinez and yep. beefing up the bullpen, Correct. he didn't want to give up his young players. Yep, and he winds up with Ruff and, and you know and those and those people, yeah. you know, and and, and all and Red Texter call there and 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 young players that he's he doesn't want to play to begin with. And and honestly, when I look at the Mets lineup earlier tonight, if I Google it again and just to get on Twitter and just see it again, it's like this. Some caller called about a meritocracy before. This is like an ageist lineup. Look at that. You got Nimmo, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo, right? 
Vientos, I don't know why he's hitting so high, but then look, there's the line of demarcation, right? After Alonso, it's Vientos, Beatty, Cannon, or Valles, Mendick. Why can't Mark Vientos be your second batter? Like, it's based on age. Like, come on. It's like Buck Showalter. You, you get brought up, you bat ninth. You get brought up, you bat eighth. That's it. You're too young. Like, come on. I'm telling you, if, if Narvaez didn't get hurt, we wouldn't have seen the best player on the Mets this year, Francisco Alvarez. He would have still been withering away in the minor leagues, just like Ronnie Mauricio is too. And they, when asked about it, they have these gobbledygook, open up the can, and here's the answer. I'm tired of hearing it. Bring these kids up. They want to play. They want to win. You know, when I see, uh, what's his name, uh, Alvarez, hanging his head after a loss in the dugout, and he's the only guy doing it. I mean, really? What's the message in, in, the, in the dugout from, from the manager, actually? We'll get him next time. It's hard to hit a baseball. Back in my day. Oh, come on. Come on. Let's go to Kevin in Camden. What's up, Kevin? What's up, Coach? How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm annoyed with this Mets team because I'm telling you, Carrasco, again, he just thinks I'm not even bothered. And the guys that hit him. Let, let me, let, let's, let's go back a little bit. Justin Turner walks. Yeah. Um, let's, Duvall. Guys, you, you've asked for to be on this team. And, again, you know what you're talking about. I always said it. You know what you're talking about. And that's proof right there. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the Mets because I don't know if you've heard this uh, Verlander rumor to the Giants. I haven't. But it's been reported that they're interested in acquiring him. And you know what? It, I can't see Steve Cohen doing it because that would be admitting defeat. Yes. But yes. I'm almost at the point, like, if you trade him, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I hate saying that, but it's like, trade him and you probably won't get much. But, I mean, if, if, if there's still value, you get a couple of – Pitching prospect. I, I, I don't well, know here's the thing. First of all, Verlander has a no trade. That's why everybody keeps asking him in the dugout if he's you know in the clubhouse if he's willing to waive the no trade. As of when I was there weeks ago. Now, I mean maybe maybe, but here's the thing. If I'm Steve Cohen, I'm not eating even half of that contract to watch him win elsewhere. I'm just not. Out of principle, I am not doing it. No, I agree. I just, I, I, I'm just, because you see Scherzer looks like he's done. Verlander has a good start, bad start. I'm, I'm like, you don't know what you're going to get. Like, it's almost like get those guys out of here because they're just withering away on this team. That's that's basically just they're withering away, and Mauricio's not up. And I've heard fans say, oh, it's because he's batting 201 the last two games. Give me a break. The kid deserves to be up here. He does. I've been saying this since the beginning. The kid, with Green's been training, had a chance to play, give him a shot. But no, that's, that, that's not the way they do things here. I, I'm just, I'm at the point, of the, this is why I want to talk football, because I'm at the point where I'm just, I'm getting, it's getting old talking about the yep. the Mets and the, and Mets and the Yankees, and they're both playing the Subway Series. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is the least interesting Subway Series that I can remember, because both teams are uh-huh. not very good, and I just, I'm at the point where I'm getting sick of baseball, and I, I love this, I love baseball, I always will, but I mean, as far as this season, I'm kind of just ready to move forward and get ready for football. Like, that's just my mindset, that's how, that's how depressing this season's been for me, and it's just, it's just. I, I, and for his buck, get him out of here, because I didn't, I didn't want him here. You know this. I didn't want him here, and it just the the stuff I I skipped after the game. I don't even hear what he said because it's just all nonsense. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just I, I stopped watching it honestly. Oh, I, me too. I just <laughs> skip over it. I just skip over and listen to players. Yep. It's 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 sickening, and, and there's no that I don't, I don't trust Billy able to do the right thing at the deadline. He'll probably make some stupid trades. <laughs> 
push back even further because I, I, that's just that's just how I feel. He, he's an incompetent GM. Yep. This whole this whole team is just a mess, and I'm telling you right now, this is gonna be the worst team I think since oh seven oh eight Mets. This is gonna be the worst the worse than those. This might be just as bad as those two teams. Oh. Wow. So that's just how I feel about it right now. But you know, yeah, and then and, 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 at that point, yeah. Thanks for the call there, Kevin. And and don't forget who you called up, everybody, and, and you said, "Hey," and they said, "Oh, Vogelback's great. It's gonna be great for the Mets." Remember that? Yeah, remember that. Easy to agree. Hard to go against the grain. The day it happened, I was actually sitting in this chair the day it happened, and I said, "Oh, back from a commercial." That's when it happened on the commercial break, and I was like, "Oh, wow." Uh, Billy and Epler got a. Uh, a, uh, a half a DH. Great. Great trade deadline move. Come on. And the offseason, he doesn't address the DH position. The offseason, he doesn't address the mass exodus of pitchers out of the out of the, the bullpen, out of the relief pitching arsenal. The guy deserves everything he gets. I'm sorry. 877-337-6666. Quick break. Quick update. I'm Danielle McCartan. Back with you for the final hour right here on The Fan. Lights, welcome back to the fan. My name is Danielle McCartan with you till 9 p.m. When I'm pretty sure it's Lori Rubinson that will come your way then. Oof. Uh, what is that, Turner? Turner just doubled down the left field line. It was a close bang-bang play at second base. Uh, on my first glance, he did look safe, though, but it was close. Mets still hanging in in Boston. In the third, scores 1-0 Red Sox. Keep you posted as we go. Uh, here's what happened. Yep. So what happened was Mendick went to apply the tag. Turner did some like a like a swim move, kind of head first slide, avoided the tag, and that's how he was safe at second. Safe. So uh, what's his name? Still in there? Carrasco, who has thrown forty six pitches through no outs in the third. Oh boy, the Mets are getting like uh, bleated to death. Is that the word? Oh, boy. This this could get ugly real fast. Anyway, here we are, three days before Giants camp is set to open. And uh, Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants, they are at a season-long impasse. And um, I, I said it before, I really, I really just thought all sides would be able to work it out amicably, come, come to some sort of agreement. And, and I, that's why I was so shocked when the notification did not come in at or before 4 p.m. on Monday. And, you know, Barkley has said it multiple times. He wants to be a Giant for life. And the Giants want him here. And Mike Garofalo from NFL Network was nice and succinct in a tweet when he said, quote, the staggering part of the Giants and Saquon Barkley being unable to reach a deal is how close they were regarding the spread between the sides. It seemed close enough to bridge as the deadline drew near. Didn't happen. So some people are concerned about what, what the message that this sends is as Boston takes a 2-0 lead. The message. Well, one, from, from the team's point of view, from the Giants' point of view, for Joe Shane, it, it's it's not about a reluctance to re-sign the homegrown guys. He tried. He actually tried, and he has no allegiance to Saquon Barkley because, as we all know, Shane didn't draft Barkley. So the message from Shane is, I am in charge, 
And I'm not a pushover. And then the other side of the coin is this. From, from Barkley's point of view, his message certainly is, I know what I'm worth, and I'm going to do everything in my power to get it. And good for him. I mean, good. You can't get your emotions involved and fault either of them. They're both sound logic. It's business. But what I didn't like to read was this quote from Barkley from that podcast we talked about before. And, and Barkley said this, exactly this. My leverage is I could say F you to the Giants, but he actually said the word, the F word. I could say F you to the Giants. I could say F you to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want me to show you how valuable I am to the team? Then I won't show up. I won't play it down. And that's a play I could use. End quotes there from Saquon Barkley. Well, how about that impact on his teammates? That's not too nice. Every player on that roster is going to be asked about every move he makes or does not make from now until whenever he decides he's going to show up wearing blue. It's going to be a media's circus nightmare every day in East Rutherford until then. Every day. Every player is going to be asked. What do you think? What about this? He did this. He tweeted this. He posted that. There's a Zoom call. What do you think? How about that? About your teammates. 877-337-6666. Juan in the Bronx wants to chime in. Go ahead, Juan. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Okay. Uh, It's Daniel Jones I would like to talk about. Give Bobby a break. Uh, And that was not a nice statement, by the way. He may regret uh, that he ever uh, uh, said those words. Anyway, anyway, with Daniel Jones, I believe last year he ran much too readily. Okay, what I mean by that. Six out of ten times, it seemed that he would take the snap. Yeah. Uh, look for his intended receiver, and if the guy was covered or something, he would take off. Yeah. I mean, just take off. I mean, could you look right, left? Now, wait a second now. I understand that the second you take the snap, all hell is breaking loose <laughs> around you, yeah. and uh, yeah. and the, uh, the suicide blitz. And that new rookie wants to make a name for himself and knock you out. I understand all that, okay? But could you, uh, once you ran, and, and many times he went and got the first down. But once they figure you out, these guys, once they figure you out, you know, uh, now that, that was last, uh, last year, uh, six out of ten times, it seems to me. I hope someone got to him at the Giants and said, you know, slow down with the uh, look this or look that one then if you have to. Because I, I, I hate to say he's a nice kid. He has all his football life ahead of him, and I wouldn't want anything to happen to him. Thank you, uh, Danielle. Have a great week. Yeah, Bye. Juan, thank you. And, and and listen, like you said, all hell is breaking loose around you as the pocket is closing on you. You don't really have anybody to throw the ball to. Uh, but I agree with you. I, I think Daniel Jones is going to be more. I would hope. I would. Love, I would. I would hope to see more of a pocket passer scenario because he has a big arm, and he is tops in the league when he throws the ball down the sidelines more than twenty yards, which is considered to be a deep, deep throw. I would love to see more of that from him. And now that he's got 
a bunch of different weapons. Cole Beasley just recently, uh, the other day, two days ago, Cole Beasley's now a giant. Um, Waller, I think, is going to make a huge difference in this team. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I would tend to agree with you that I would not like to see and I don't love seeing Daniel Jones, the runner, um, a- as much, especially with the big money deal. 877-337-6666. We go to in, in, uh, the order that you call here. Tommy in Long Island, you're up on the fan, Tom. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I mean, I want to talk about the Mets and then one question about the Jets. Mm-hmm. These Mets, they can win two games and they suck you in and then they <laughs> make you feel like, oh, then they lose two. Yeah. What, what are we doing here? Are we going to sell or buy? What are we doing? I think, you, and I've always maintained this position, I think the Mets are going to be buyers. You think so? I do, yeah. You know why? Because mostly it has to involve, it's it's not baseball-related, really. It's like you've got an owner that has pushed all of the chips into the center of the table in, in addition to giving the, the World Series window. He is going to do everything he can to not have to like say, like, listen, I made a mistake. I think they're going to be buyers. I, I, don't, I don't think so because you know why? I don't think they're going to sell. But I don't because they're not. They got so many teams to skip over, right? They've got at the moment. They've got. Let me refresh the page just so we're all up to uh, date here. It's like I'm five. Looking, yeah. yeah. Right now we've got one, two, three, four teams to leapfrog, and then the Giants to knock them out of the spot. So five. Yeah, it is five. Yeah. So that's that's a hard thing to do. Yes. Well, so why, why would you buy? Well, because they've they're, they've got. I believe San Diego on the schedule again. I believe I believe they have games with all of these teams that are in front of them on their schedule remaining in the season because now every team plays every team, you know? Yeah, but Danielle, they're not looking good. I'm watching the game tonight. I've got it on, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. Um, I just don't know how you can stuff- continue to justify keeping Carrasco in that, in, that, in that rotation, honestly. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's not. Something he, I think he's still hurt or something. Who knows? I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. And now that who they bring in, I think they just saw Drew Smith running in. This game is pretty much as good uh-huh. as over. Yeah, that's come out. Yeah. Well, I hope not. But um, I didn't do it. But uh, can I ask you a jet question? Yeah. Now we got uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Yep. Now first game we're putting Buffalo in the middle. Who do you think wins that game in Buffalo? Uh, I'll hang up here so you can hear the answer, Bahami. It better be the Jets. I mean, the Jets cannot afford this whole, like, oh, we'll go 3-3 three and three until the bye week, right? It's week 7, I think it's the bye. Oh, we'll do 500 football until... No, the Jets need to go up there and beat... No, it's home. Is it home? I think it's a home game. The Jets are going to... They have to beat the Bills in week 1. Have to. That's it. I mean, that that could that game could potentially decide the entire uh, AL East. I mean, um, AFC East. It could. That week one could decide the entire division. The Jets have to get in there with Aaron Rodgers and win that game. Carlos Carrasco has not pitched more than five innings in a start since May 31st. ERA is like five, five and a half, pushing six. They just took him out. I mean, it is brutal. It's just absolutely brutal. You're bringing in a bullpen that, that implodes on, on – it's just – the Mets are in a bad situation right now. By the way, the score update is a 3 nothing Red Sox, and it's pretty much over. 877-337-6666. Al in Oldwick, New Jersey? Oldwick? Yep. Where's oh, that? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a 24 on Route 78. 
okay. Um, okay. Um, two things, because second thing after you started the out. Last year, Epler and I like to talk about Mets. Epler and Showalter weren't really dumb because they won 101 games. I would tend to believe that the Carlos, uh, the the Diaz, I'm sorry, the Diaz injury was as costly to them as if Mariano Rivera would have went down in one of the Yankee years. No, because did I, that, no. he makes a difference of 10 to 12 games. He really does, and. He makes the setup guys look better too. So I think it's it's no different than the Yanks get a pass when Aaron Judge goes down, but the Mets don't get a pass when Diaz goes down. And Diaz went down for a really stupid reason. I mean, jumps up and down. You know, awesome. reminds me of the Tampa Bay you know, place kicker uh, who injured himself yeah, if yeah. he made a kick in Giant Stadium. Yeah. Uh, um. Can I just change the subject because you yeah, talked about the Giants? Sure, sure. Aspect. But let me just comment on that. Too. But listen, I agree with you. Edwin Diaz was the was and probably still is the best closer in all of baseball. I totally, completely agree with you. Now let's see. That's why I'm not counting the Mets out just yet. Let's see what Billy Epler can do at the trade trade deadline. You saw the Padres are saying that Hader's available. Let's see if Billy Epler could pull off Josh Hader. Let's see because that that would placate any of the the issues that they were having with uh with Edwin Diaz, who by the way has a career WAR of ten point three. Okay. Let's see. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I, I won't disagree with you. We'll see if you can get hater. And you know what? You may be right, and then I'll look smart again. Yes. But um, it's the but it's the obvious move, though. Don't you see? Like it's the obvious move. Like this guy has made all of the obvious moves. Everybody wanted Scherzer. Everybody wanted Verlander. Anybody can spend that money, right? Anybody can. You can mean you could do it. We could spend that money, but it's about making the trades. And Darren Ruff and and Daniel Vogelback, I cannot get down with. I can't, and and never did. Uh, no, I, I understand, but the, the obvious move is hater. Don't San Diego knows that too, right? So, so you know they're probably going to hold them up for something more than they normally would, since it's not the uh, since it is the obvious move. Right? I mean, let's see, because hater, he's he's not contracted beyond this year, so he would be a rental player. Okay, let's if he's a rental player, even yeah, but you let's know, see. okay. May, may I just go to the Saquon Barkley thing yeah, for uh-huh. a moment? You, sure. Um, I think he's getting very bad advice. Because I agree it's not with like you. they offered Yeah, it's not like they offered him in the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I might have seen prior to this, they had offered him $19 million guaranteed for two years regardless. Well, here's now, the thing. Well, no, Al, here's the thing. If it were me and in his position at that point in time, I would not have accepted it either. Want to know why? Because... If you play under the franchise tag two seasons in a row, two consecutive seasons, that figure is $22.5 million. So for me and for him, that would be the minimum number of dollars that I would be willing to take, not the 19. I would need It would need to start for me at 22.5 guaranteed. Okay, no, I, I understand that. And, and, you know, but just because 19 was guaranteed, that doesn't mean that, and maybe I'm misunderstanding it, they put the franchise tag on him again. He gets the ten and a half or a ten seven, whatever it becomes the following year. He just doesn't get the nineteen, right? So, in other words, so the nineteen is guaranteed. The franchise tag is guaranteed money. So and it increases by a percentage every year. So this year, the franchise tag is he is guaranteed ten point one million dollars regardless, and that's a league wide number. Now the year after that, should they tag him again, which I don't know why they would not. Then he then he would make twelve point four million dollars under that tag 
fully guaranteed. So when you add that together, $22.5 million is fully guaranteed under two franchise tags. That is the minimum that he, that, that he, he would make. Minimum. Guaranteed money. So, uh, no, I understand that, but let's say, you know, he runs around, then hurts his knee, goes down, does whatever, uh-huh. and they don't, you know, he gets, you know, injured reserve or, or whatever mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. He still gets that 19, so the advice has to be terrible. You either get yes. 19 or 22 right. and a half. Which either is, way, you can't lose. Right, which is why I thought that he had incentive, because he has been injured, right? And if I were advising him, I would say, listen, dude, take the longer-term deal, you know, put some incentives into it, and, and be done with it. I agree with you. I, I was thinking about that today, getting ready to come here. I was like, who's oh. – and he hired another guy. He had two representatives advising him in this, by the way. And I don't love what he's saying on all these podcasts either after after it's all said and done. I don't think he's getting good advice. I agree with you. Yeah. Think about, you know, quick pro quo. I don't care about my teammates. Let me give you a hint. If you say that about them, there's 52 other guys who probably don't care about you either. Well, I, I don't know about that. I, I believe it, and thanks for the caller, Al. I believe Saquon Barkley is um, well-respected, well-loved, lo- very loved. I don't know what the expression would be in that in that locker room. He is the heart and soul of that team. He's the captain, right? I mean, oh, X, Y, Z, oh, great guy, Walter Payton, man of the year. All, all, all of those things, right? A nominee, at least. I, I don't know if you want it, but all of that. I've talked to him. He, he's a fantastic human being from what I know and what I've seen of him. And um, unfortunately... It's a business. and But if it were me, I would not start any deal. I wouldn't even walk into the room until it was $22.5 million guaranteed because that's what I would be getting from the league should I be tagged two years in a row, which I would expect to be two tag, two, t- tagged <laughs> two years in a row. So I've asked on uh, I've asked on Twitter. I've asked on Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. Fill in the blank question. Saquon Barkley will be a holdout until – you can fill it in there or you can call me up at 877 877- 877-337-6666. My name is Danielle McCartan. Lori Rubinson is coming your way at 9 p.m. right here on The Fit. Welcome back to The Fit. My name is Danielle McCartan hanging with you till 9 p.m. Lori Rubinson is in the building. I'm going to alley it up to her. She's going to slam it down, of course, beginning at 9. And uh, as far as Saquon Barkley and the Giants, I feel like we're on a, that game show and it's like, deal or no deal. And actually, there, had, there was no deal. Now, the next question is, for how long will Saquon Barkley sit out? Remember, he loses $560,000 per game to sit home and watch it on TV. Now, that's a lot of money to me. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you, but that's a lot of money to me. $560,000 per game. Per game. And remember, maybe you didn't know, the Giants added... James Robinson to their running back room just two days ago. So they're gearing up for a long-term sit-out. And let me start by saying this. Saquon Barkley, in my opinion, will sit out the entire training camp at the minimum. But he will not sit out the entire season. Because what does he gain by it? The Giants can tag him again next year, as we've been talking about. So if you're going to call up, and you're going to tell me that he's going to sit out his age 26 and 27 seasons, I'm going to call you crazy. Just know that now before you pick up the phone and dial at 877-337-6666. Week 1, Dallas Cowboys, Sunday Night Football. The storyline is going to be Barkley. 
whether he is at MetLife Stadium or not. And the question I have now, and I've been pondering kind of all day today, has been, will an absent Saquon Barkley be perceived or received as a sympathetic figure? That is the great unknown. And if I'm managing him, I'm not sending him to do any podcasts anymore. Because that didn't help his cause. He said on that Money Matters podcast, he said, $10 million is a lot of money, especially when you look at the economics of our country and where the poverty rate is. And I'm a person that comes from that. You have fans saying, how much do you want? We just want you to be here. That's when it gets upsetting to me. I don't want to come off like I'm greedy, like I'm arrogant. At the end of the day, you still have to do what's right for you. That's a quote from Saquon Barkley. As of right now, I don't think he comes off as greedy or arrogant in any of this, actually, so far. I understand that this is a business. And I understand that each side is doing what they perceive to be the best for themselves. Or singular, I guess. What it perceives to be the best for itself. And then Barkley also said on that podcast, anybody who knows me knows it's not something I want to do about sitting out. Uh, is it something that's crossed my mind? I never thought I would do that. But but now I'm at a point where I'm like, Jesus, I might have to take it to this level. Am I prepared to take it to this level? I don't know. That's something I have to sit down and talk to my family, talk to my team of advisors about, and strategize about this. I can't just go off emotions. That's an end quote from Saquon Barkley. My advice, don't take any games off. I mean, you're 26 years old. You're hemming and hawing over a million dollars in, in the in the negotiations process, and yet, and yet you're going to miss out on $560,000 per game? When, why don't you just take $560,000 less if you're going to sit out at least one game? In fact, I think that's what's going to happen. He's out there training in Phoenix. I say Barkley meets the Giants out there in Phoenix for week two against the Cardinals. Uh, I posted the question on Twitter, posed the question on Facebook. People, the responses have really varied. I got uh, Mark Feigs saying that he's, he's traded. His days with the Giants are done. He won't play again until he's traded. Chris Sermonek says all season. Ricardo says the end of the preseason. So there's a big variety here. I think he sits out that first Sunday night game to prove a point. Air quotes there. Prove a point. What say you? 877-337-6666. We go out to line four. Kevin in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. You're up on a fan. Hello? Hello. Oh, hi. Hi, Daniela. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. Yeah, I want to talk about the Giants. Sure. Um, Saquon Barkley, it looks like he is going to sit out training camp, but I think he'll probably be ready by week one. You think he'll be ready? Absolutely. I think everybody can agree that he is going to be sitting out the entire training camp. I agree with you. But what makes you think he's going to be back for week one? Because he's going to lose a lot of money if he doesn't show up to the games. Yeah. Yep. And then I want to talk about the wide receivers we got. Sure. We got too many wide receivers. There's a lot of them. I was looking at that that today on Twitter. There, there's a lot of guys in that room. Yeah, I don't even know who's going to make the roster. I know. I, can, I, uh, I know. Yeah, go. Ahead. Go. Um, I know Wondell Robinson's going to make it. I know the rookie wide receiver in the third round's going to make it. Yeah. Isaiah Hodgins, Sterling Shepard, 
possibly. No, I think Sterling Shepard's got to be a lock. Okay, because I really like Sterling Shepard. I don't want him, I don't want us to lose him. I, I don't. I, like I don't think so. But hey, I, yeah, I've I been like, wrong. I don't know. I, I've been wrong. But uh, no, he's got yeah. a, he's got a one year deal with him. He's uh, he's out next year. Yeah, yeah. We got Shepard, and then I'm hearing Paris Campbell might be playing running back this year. Really? That's something I have. Yep. Heard. Yeah, I heard about it all over on Facebook. I heard it all over the score that wow. he might be playing with. Facebook, back. it's got to be true. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. <laughs> yeah, but the running back, I think Eric Gray might do well this year if we don't have Barkley this year. I, I just can't see it getting to that point if no Barkley. I mean, he's, he's, he's 26. This is the prime of his career. I think he'd only be hurting himself – I mean, I guess physically to be sitting out for a year, and also his value elsewhere, I think, would be a problem. Right. I don't yep. know. Listen, if, if Saquon Barkley sits out the season and he's like, I'm sticking it to the man here, I'm not playing this entire season. Well, he has just missed his age 26 season. Then, okay, now he's a year older. He'll be 27 next year. In This, this time next year, he'll be 27. And... My phone keeps trying to connect to my computer. I, that's what that sound is. Um, he'll be twenty. He'll be age twenty-seven season next season. He'll be a year older, and he could be tagged again. What benefit does he get by sitting out? Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We go to Mike in Bayville, New York. What's up there, Mike? Hey, doing Danielle? Danielle? Uh, Danielle? Danielle. Oh, I'm going to write the first time. Sorry. That's so good. I was actually going to, I was going to preach to you. And I, my, my point was basically, I know the Giants want to be nice and Saquon's been a great soldier and I love Saquon, but they just, they, he has no leverage. So like, right. he's just not going to get paid period. Like, and, and obviously, uh, you know, Joe has shown that he's, he's going to treat his completely business and he's not going to give it to you. He doesn't have to, right. which is how a team should be run. Correct. So I was going to bring that up, but I think you already put that to bed. So now I have a new one for you. Okay. Um, who's the left fielder at third base when the Yankees get? Uh, I would love to see as of right now, I'd love to see Bellinger in left field for the Yankees. Totally agree. I think they're not going to make a move at third base. Quite honestly, I think it's going to be DJ LeMayhew for the rest of the season. Yeah. Hopefully he just steps it up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go out and act. I don't think. I mean, I don't know anything from anything, but I don't see why they would, seeing as, as that they owe Josh Donaldson that much more money. And I saw an article that said that the, how might want to try to get under the highest luxury tax threshold, too. Like, what? Yeah, they're going to that. Uh, I don't even want to get into those waters. I was calling about Saquon. But, um, yeah. I, and by the way, sorry if there's anything else. I knew it was Danielle, but that's the, okay. The call before me threw me off. Yeah, you're great. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just don't see the Yankees going out and getting themselves. I don't know why my phone keeps doing this. It keeps connecting and disconnecting. Connecting and disconnecting. I just unplugged it. Maybe that'll work from the charger. I'm sorry. I can't control it. Uh, it's on. It's on the lowest volume, and it's on silent, and it keeps doing it. So I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, my God, it's doing it again. It's it's even on Do Not Disturb. My, the phone's got a mind of its own. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't see the Yankees going out and getting themselves at third base. I mean, they owe Josh Donaldson a ton of money. Um, they're just not going to do it. But as far as left field, I think they have a bigger need for an outfielder, for a left fielder in particular, than they do for a third baseman. Because DJ LeMahieu can play third base for them, if need be. This this revolving door of uh, left fielders, 
not uh, not ideal, I, I wouldn't say. They had one. His name was Benintendi. They let him go. 877-337-6666. Anthony in Hawthorne, New Jersey. What's up, Anthony? Hey, Danielle. How you doing? Good. I'm going to be driving through Hawthorne to get home later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I heard you said uh, that the Giants and Saquon were about a million and two apart. That's uh, what uh, Ryan Dunleavy reported, and that's what the NFL Network backed. So, yeah. Do you know how much they paid James Robinson? Ah, uh, let's see. James, I, I I don't think those numbers are out yet, but let's see. In case I missed it. Um, let's see. You would think it's at least a million dollars, right? Uh, Giants still have the chance of winning up. Mm, no. Uh, uh, oh, Robinson signed a two-year. Oh, no. Nope. That's with the Patriots. No, there's nothing out there yet. I mean, the guy is, what, a year and a half from away? Uh, a year and a half ago, he had a, he was playing really well. You would think that, like, the Giants... I don't know what the league minimum is, but you would at least think that he got like a million dollars for the year, maybe even more. I, I I couldn't find the number either. Yeah. But it just doesn't make the Giants look good signing another running back when they could easily just put that towards the contract with big one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. If you're looking at the difference between the two of them, why thanks wouldn't for they just? My call, yeah, and, and thanks for your call, Anthony. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. The, the difference between the two of them, why not just put it towards him and call it a day? I just don't have the figure in front of me. I can't really speculate on that because everywhere I've looked, I just don't have the figure in front of me. But, uh, yeah, so some drama with the Giants. But some, I guess, manufactured drama is coming to Florham Park very soon. And provided that Hard Knocks is like a a, a real show, facts, it's not, um, but just accept it at this point. It's here in Florham Park, whether you like it or not. Which storyline? Will be most intriguing to you, uh, the Jets on Hard Knocks. I'm thinking the Mackay Becton storyline. I'm Daniel McCartan. Call me up and tell me yours at 877-337-6666. Welcome back to the fan. My name is Danielle McCartan, and it's officially official. Hard Knocks will be in the building for the Jets this season. As you know, they've already been on the ground filming. Which storyline are you most into? 877-337-6666. Um... I would still argue that the Commanders would have the more compelling season on that show. I think the main storyline being them getting out from underneath the former ownership. Uh, you know, all that. But I guess the NFL doesn't want to, on purpose, paint itself in a bad light by bringing all that old ownership stuff back to the forefront. So there it is. The Jets, you're the lucky winners of the contest nobody wants to win. Did you see the other day, by the way, the Jets taped um, Bills and Patriots logos to their to their tackle dummies. Love it. Uh, so my three top three storylines for the Jets that I would like to see explored in this new air quotes, big air quotes here, reality series, because uh, it's officially time to get behind it, unfortunately. Um, and, and let's be honest, the Jets do have a lot of built-in intriguing storylines. Number one, of course, being the Rodgers-Wilson dynamic. You know, it's like, oh, the struggling young quarterback gets benched for his childhood idol. Like, that actually sounds like a Hollywood movie already. (laughs) So uh, I'm just, I guess, most curious at that point to see how Wilson plans to make Rodgers' life hell every day in practice, right? Remember that quote? Um, But in other words, I really want to watch the maturation of Zach Wilson before my very eyes. Uh, By the way, I don't have HBO either, so I have to figure that out too. But... uh, Number two, uh, Mekhi Becton. Big ticket, big bust as far as I'm concerned so far. Um, th- listen, Becton, dude's playing in his walk year. 
and because the Jets declined the fifth-year option on him. So I want to see how motivated he actually is to get in, to keep his weight under control, and be the force, because we've all seen glimpses of it, when he pancaked uh, Aaron Donald, literally. I want to see, you know, how motivated he is to try to keep that first ballot Hall of Famer upright. Uh, number three, I guess the I'd like to be watching the, the Quincy and Quinn and Williams brotherhood. And I think HBO would be really smart to incorporate the uh, the breast cancer awareness into their storyline because their mother passed away from it August 10th, 2010. So there obviously would be rolling during that date, obviously. Um, and I think it would be, if I'm directing this, I would want to involve their father, their sister, their grandmother in it too as part of the, you know, tug at your heartstrings kind of storyline. But uh, you think I could write as a, uh, work as a writer for HBO? Um so uh, which storylines are you most interested in? Because none is not an acceptable answer, unfortunately. And uh, remember what Robert Sala said at the end of June? He said, quote, I know there are several teams that would love Hard Knocks to be in their buildings. We're just not one of them. <laughs> and Goodell, Ro- Roger Goodell, uh, he didn't actually say this, but I'm going to say he said this. Tough. Deal with it. <laughs> 877-337-6666 as we go careening towards the end of the show we have full phone line so in the order that you called um just we've got five calls and about six minutes so here we go dave in cranford new jersey you're up next here on the fan hey danielle great listening to you really appreciate your approach tonight i mean i'm really impressed uh, particularly on the saquon thing um it's you're very balanced and i th- and i think it's that's one of the things I, I think in this conversation for a lot of people that they haven't been yes i think a lot of fans particularly that just maybe are a little bit more casual fans, just turn on the TV, watch him run great plays, and he's an awesome guy, yep. an awesome player. I'm a big fan of his. Me too. Um, really enjoy him. But at the end of the day, it's he's between a rock and a hard place, and that, that hard place has to do with the age of the running back and when they hit their peak. The bottom line is it's one of the few positions. You're a right tackle, left tackle, defensive tackle, quarterback, you know, a lot of other positions, it makes sense to pay those guys on their second contract. It yes. simply doesn't make sense for running backs. Yes. So because of the collective bargaining agreement and because of that, and the Giants are being disciplined, and I have to take yes. that side of it. Now, I'll finish with this because I know you got just a few minutes and a couple calls, and that is this. Ironically, I think when he does come back, and I think he will, I'm not sure when, he's going to be pretty emotional about it. I yes. hope it's game one. I think he's going to have a great season, ironically. I yes. think just to make it nuts because – I think they're going to use him much more strategically. This offense is going to be perfect for him. Darren Waller's going to open up things. Correct. They're going to pass the ball more deep down the field. The safeties are going to have to respect some of their speed. Correct. All of that is going to benefit Saquon big time, and he hasn't had that in any of the years he's right. done with the Giants. So yes. to make matters worse at the end of the season, I think he's going to go out and have a great year. I'm not sure it's going to do him much good necessarily. I hate to say that for what he wants long term. But I do think he's going to have a great year. So I'll just leave you with that. Yeah, Thank you so much. And Dave, that's a great call there. Yes, uh, I always strive to be, number one, I always strive to be very unbiased, very measured, very logical in my takes. Um, I, I think it's important, honestly. I, I do think that's important. Um, but the other thing, uh, what you were saying about Saquon Barkley, and thank you, by the way. Um, but as far as Saquon Barkley, I think he's going to have a monster year. Monster year. He's going to be pissed off and that's what that's what you want you want to piss off Saquon Barkley in a good way I'll show you kind of Saquon Barkley and I think he's gonna have a huge year whenever he comes back which I think he's gonna meet the team out in Phoenix in week two
We go to Steve in Westport, Connecticut. What's up there, Steve? Hey, thanks so much, Danielle, for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Listen, I, 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 um, I have to say that uh, I'm all for um, fiscal responsibility. I'm all for um, understanding leverage. But, you know, not everybody is, should be treated the same. This is not somebody who you're drafting and doesn't have a track record. I was talking about Saquon, the Saquon issue. Okay. Um, from what I understand from the reporting accounts, there was only like a million or two a million or two differential between what he was asking for. Apparently, yes. And um, so we're not talking about a huge amount of money. And you know, it's great to say he'll be back uh, for for week one, and we'll have a, a pissed off Saquon. What you want is a, a pissed off Saquon. But what you what you don't want is is somebody whose whose ego is bruised, who's you know is an emotional guy, and the amount of money that is in controversy really, really isn't a lot. So there are times in this world where you you, you do make a difference for somebody. And somebody who's proven to be a leader, somebody who's done everything right for the past couple of years. Steve, point well taken there, Steve. Point well taken. But the Giants, unfortunately, don't have the money to do that. They really don't. They just gave Dexter Lawrence $90 million, a contract worth $90 million. They gave Daniel Jones a lot more than that. I understand what you're saying, to go above and beyond for a guy like Saquon, who's been a great soldier. I understand that. But I don't know, and I'm not privy to the financial books of the New York Giants, but I don't know they have that to, to, to give. As Francisco Lindor just clangs one off the green monster, it's a single, unfortunately for him, but it's a run-scoring single. Uh, the Mets now trail the Boston Red Sox 5-1. to one. No outs, top of the sixth, runners on first and third, 5-1. Well, I guess, yeah, you would say it like that, 5-1, even though you know, the home team Mets are losing. You wouldn't say 1-5. That's weird. I hate when people do that. Let's go to Danny in the Bronx. You're up next here on The Fan, Danny. How you doing, Danielle? Great. How are you? Okay, good. Uh, I'd just like to say that uh, I love your show. Thank you. But um, I think the Yankees really don't need a left fielder. They have McKinney who I think could be a great player, you know, for the rest of the year. He's a good hitter. He's batting over 250. He's a good player. And I don't know what their obsession is about getting a left fielder. Because they don't have one. Billy McKinney's hitting 247, and and, uh, uh, Cody Bellinger's hitting 319. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. And you look yeah. at all the other comparables. On base percentage of Bellinger is way better than McKinney. Slugging is like way better. OPS, that's like two hundred points better. I mean, I mean, Billy McKinney could be a fine player. He's a great, serviceable guy. He fills in when necessary. But the Yankees need a left fielder. They need someone that's going to go out there and play left field every single day. That's it. Easy as that. Uh, unfortunately for Billy McKinney, you know. Cody Bellinger's the answer. He's right there. Peter in Oak Ridge, New Jersey. You're up on the fan. Danielle, uh, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. You know, out of everybody on, I'm kind of new to the fan, but I've been listening for about a month. Mm-hmm. You are by far the best. Oh, well, thank you. you got a great show. And I don't want to talk about uh, the Giants too much. I, I think he's just being a crybaby, but whatever. Um my well, question to you: He's is- got a good, he has a good point. He does. He has a point, and it's well taken. But unfortunately for him, he plays a position that's not valued in the league anymore. That's right, it. and he's not going to get Jones's money. And you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he's a good player, and I hope it works out. But my question to you is about Rodgers and the Jets. Yeah. Um, you know, talk about a crybaby. I mean, he 
he's going to totally change the whole structure of this coaching team and 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 run, you know run his way the way he wants to be run mm-hmm. and then once he got a year or two and if, if they don't make the playoffs he's just going to leave or or, or or get pissed off or or retire no I, I think i think aaron Rodgers is going to be in it for as long of a haul as he can and his aging body we're talking about saquon barkley aging at 26 years old well Rodgers plays a position of you know fortunately or fortunately for him where he could play where he's at an advanced age i think two to three years two for sure minimum two maybe the third we'll see how how it goes out there at florham park let's finish it up with joel the closer elizabeth new jersey what's up joel yeah, I want to discuss a new analytics that I think is overlooked. Okay. I've been a Yankee fan since 1949. They're real glory years. And certain ball players like David Ortiz, uh, Derek Jeter, Yogi Berra, Tommy Henrik had mm-hmm. something in common, and that, that was their ability to produce in the clutch. Yeah. And I would like to introduce a category. You can call it either um, success in the clutch, which would be uh, sitch, or failure in the clutch, which would be Fitch. In other words, the circumstances under which they performed, where they performed in situations that either tied the game or won the game. Because home runs and RBIs are not enough. If you hit a home run and the score is 10 to nothing, it's not a big deal. Or if you get an RBI. And sometimes these analytics destroy the value or increase the value of, of a player right i think an analytic that would would consider how did the person do in a clutch I mean, so, now so joel, just, joel i'm gonna cut you off here because you're gonna start the music on me but they do have that they do have something called clutch it's on i believe fan graphs so check that out uh, they do have it not uh, like as you described it but they do have a clutch factor it's there if you explore a little bit we can find it if not I, I got you next week I got you next weekend you call back and I will explain it to you exactly where to find it or if you follow me on social media I can anyway thanks for uh, hanging with me over the past I don't know three and a half hours uh, if you missed any portion of tonight's show go back to the Odyssey Rewind feature and select 530 or so great job to Paul Rosenberg Connor Green behind the glass uh, by the way I will see you at the New York Liberty game on Tuesday I'll be out there with Maria Marino and I'll be back on your radio Sunday afternoon, a week from today, 12 noon to 3 p.m. Coach McCartan, M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. We'll keep the conversation going. We've got Lori Rubinson coming your way next right here on The Fan. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFAN.